And like the infamous gladiator spawned from betwixt the glorious cleft chin of Kirk Douglas, I am Spartacus. And this is Salt of the Streets Podcast. <laughs> this is Saturday, September 8th, 201 p.m. episode fucking 30. Dirty 30. Welcome back, everyone, to the Salt of the Streets Podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, see, I, I did what you did the other day. I looked up to try to go off script. Can't do <laughs> and it. And continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we'll be touching on the anonymous op-ed published in the New York Times. Uh, and kind of along with that, we're going to talk about Bob Woodward's new book on the Trump administration. Fear. Fear. Yeah. That's the title of it. It's pretty fun. Uh, we're, uh, we'll hit up the Nike Colin Kaepernick ad campaign situation. I think we both have some thoughts on that. Oh, I'm sure we do. <laughs> and uh, we'll be doing what we're going to call part one of the Judge Kavanaugh Senate Judicial Committee hearing. Um, it's been so big. It's basically gone on all week long. So we're going to focus on like kind of like the first chunk. And then next week, we're going to hit the second part. Yes. But of course, before we dive into the heavy stuff, just a reminder to take a second to rate the show on whatever platform you're listening to us on, listening to us onto right now. There you go. <laughs> Whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you like what we're doing and want to help us out, all you have to do is jump down and give us a, ra- a rating. Five stars. Don't even have to ask if, for anything else because I know we're five-star material. And if you so choose... A nice little review to go along with that would help us out, and we'd love it forever. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Give us a like on Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Follow us on Twitter. I am at Big Bird Offie. At, <coughs> excuse me, at uh, Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. That's right. Well, and I'm still at Big Bird Offie on Instagram. Yes. And then also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, just search uh, Salt of the Streets on YouTube. We're on there. Subscribe. Click the little bell notification button thing there to get a alert whenever we put out uh, fresh material. I think we're shooting for Tuesdays now for a uh, YouTube release of the video podcast. Video. We uh, ran out of space last week, so if you caught that show, I think about two-thirds of the way in, we, uh, we had to cut to just like a little pretty skyline of uh, Seattle because we ran out of video. But uh, hopefully, there won't be a problem this episode. You'll find out later. Stick around and find out. <laughs> so, word. What do you want to start with first? 30 flirty and thriving. 30 flirty Forgot to say and that. thriving. I should have said that. One of us should have. So. We dropped the ball. Jordan, we apologize. That's right. It's done. That's um, right. You, we nailed it on the pre-show. So, if you haven't seen the pre-show yet, yeah. catch that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I mean, do you have a preference? Do you want to hit? We can use Colin Kaepernick to kind of like pivot into sports. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with Kavanaugh because that's okay. probably going to be the longest topic. So we'll just fucking just hit it right off the bat. Just bang that thing out. It's right a. Now. Can I just say? Yes. That was really difficult to watch. The, all of the it, man. Statements. Oh, the whole I, just thing. all of it. The whole beginning. Everything. So maybe we sh- should we start at the beginning, since that's pretty much where it all just fucking kicked off. 
Yes, because uh, let me tell you, Colin, less than three minutes after Kavanaugh sat down and less than 10 seconds after Chuck Grassley started banging on the gavel, uh, Kamala Harris interrupted. So it Excuse certainly me, did Chairman, start. Chairman. Yeah. See, you have to keep talking, so then I have to talk over you. Right. Um, oh, my God. It, it certainly did start at the very beginning mm-hmm. um, of what happened. And it was, I mean, what, almost two hours of fucking... Nonsense, of, essentially. Of just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Bless, Bless you, you, honey. Um, I guess Brought to you in front of a live here. studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like I said, less than 10 seconds after Chuck Grassley started talking, Kamala Harris interrupted um, with an issue that at the time largely confused me, right? I was not sure exactly what the deal was at the time. It took me... The documents. This this big document controversy. The, the deal with the committee confidential, right? Okay. Because that's really... It's really what a, it... It yeah. seemed to me that's really what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, they start talking about all of the documents, right? All, all the documents. All of the documents. I've heard that um, word so many times in the last few days. I want to. I can't stand it. That's like one of the words now. I can't stand yes. documents. Um, I know. I, I hated writing it as many times as I had to in these notes. Um, and they were talking about all these documents that they received the night before, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you listen to, excuse me, Chuck Grassley talk for any more than five minutes or really any of the Republicans talk for more than five minutes, they'll tell you that Brett Kavanaugh had with him more documents than the past five Supreme Court justice nominees put together. There's all these fucking documents over, you know, what, 42,000 documents or something like that and a million mm-hmm. pieces of paper. I, I don't know. Some Because the numbers kept changing, so who knows really what yeah. like, the actual fucking... But apparently um, it's a fuck ton. That's kind of what we're looking at. It's just a 40, ridiculous 40,000 documents on Labor Day. Um, Oy. Yeah, so 40,000 yeah. documents came out Labor Day. Um, and So that's, I don't know, I might have it some, oh, White House says 100,000 documents were worth, uh, that's something else. So I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how many documents, right, but a, a fuckload. On yeah. A, hundreds of thousands of documents that were turned over, having to deal with Brett Kavanaugh. Because he's been a judge for so long, because he's been a lawyer for so long, and then he worked in the Bush White House for five and a half years. Yeah. I think that's um, what those that's that was the big slowdown. I think in those document releases, that portion of them or whatever, yes. um, it's because yeah, the uh, the confidentiality I think behind that is those the senators essentially the committee members could have access to them and look at them and know about them, but they can't bring it up during the hearing because it's not fully it's not able to be released to the public by law yet right and so they were kind of waiting around for i guess um george w bush lawyer to kind of approve these things go through and make sure he could yeah approve which ones got released they can ask like general questions vague questions about these documents because it's all things that brad kavanaugh at one point in his life has seen yeah so some stuff he could probably very reasonably recollect, and some other stuff is one email that he did in passing one time that he probably has no fucking idea, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, essentially, it's that way because it's not just it's just not approved for the public consumption, and so these senators they feel have to know this stuff anyways to be able to make up their mind whether to vote on somebody or not. Correct. And then it's just they are not supposed to be released if they're classified as that committee confidential. But there was also. But then there's a problem with the process, yeah. right? 
because this process, this particular process of committee confidential, at this point, those documents having to do with Kavanaugh and his time in the Bush White House are being designated committee confidential by Chuck Grassley at the advice of a man named motherfucking Bill Burke. Bill Burke. Right. And Bill Burke, I don't remember what his job was. Right now, he's a lawyer. Um, so he probably was White House counselor something at a time, but him and Kavanaugh worked together in the Bush administration, right? He is the one because, all right, so let me, let me, let me take a step back, right? I got to unpack this a little bit. Let's as unpack they, it. As they say in the fucking business, okay? So <laughs> because this stuff happened under the Bush administration, right? It's not technically executive privilege, right? Which is something the president can invoke having to do with any conversation he had or documentation so that it's held under his privilege. It's not open to the public. It's yeah. private, right? So it's not executive privilege, but there's something in the Constitution that says either something interpreted by the Supreme Court, right, that I took notes on here that says that the president has a reasonable right to privacy having to do with documents that he dealt with in his time, right? Okay. Even if it's not under executive privilege. So by that... Almost like an attorney-client type of privilege. Yes, yes. Okay. It's very similar, right? And so by that, instead of it being a regular records request from the general records or what the fuck ever it's called, right? Mm -hmm. It goes through a special presidential process. And so the president and his team get to decide what gets released and what doesn't. And yeah. so instead of President Bush doing it himself, this man Bill Burke is doing it. So Bill Burke is the one that is deciding what can and cannot be released to the public. Well, who the right? fuck is this Bill Burke character? Exactly. So that's the concern of so many of the Democratic senators, especially like uh, Leahy and, and uh, White House. Like those people are really concerned because the possibility of him being partisan, especially having worked with Kavanaugh at some point, is... It seems pretty high to me. That seems like a reasonable concern about that process, that it's not being done by an absolute bipartisan individual that's designating those documents, right? Um, so, like I, I wish said, I knew I, what he, he like looked like or something like that because there's a lot of yeah. stuff. I just Googled him real quick. Exactly. A lot of shit comes up. I don't up. know that much about Bill Burke himself. Mm-hmm. but Is he maybe one of his lawyers or something? Uh, it's right now that's he worked for the bush white house Mm -hmm. but that's all that i know i don't know exactly what he did right now he is a lawyer like he's just a private lawyer doing whatever he's doing um but at the time him and kavanaugh worked in the bush white house together and so that's part of the concern okay okay i found something on him i'll have to try to go through and see what his job was to me seems like a reasonable concern right so yeah. that's part of what they're talking about this whole time right i mean he may Uh, have some kind of legitimate job where he you know, maybe his job in the White House was to, to vet types of things like this. I don't know. But I, I guess I will. I want to give the system a little bit more benefit of the doubt before I make judgments on it. Well, it's just because, I mean, it's that way because President Bush gets to decide who goes yeah. through the documents, you know. And so it's. Oh, he just gets to pick who yeah, goes. he gets to decide because it's under presidential privilege. You know, it's not executive privilege. It's not that exact same thing. It's some. It's something that was interpreted by the Supreme Court that says that he gets to do that. So, essentially, he probably would use his lawyer, who this guy is probably a lawyer. It's from the sounds of it. Yes. Just hire him to represent him and go through his documents, maybe. Yes. So, I mean, I don't understand what... Because he's he's essentially a a private citizen now. Why can't Um, he do that, I guess? 
And it's not that he can't do it. They're just concerned that he might be biased because him and Kavanaugh work together in the Bush White House. Yeah. That's the concern, which, like I said, I could see, you know, I I don't know enough about their relationship or even his position to try and make that decision. But it sounded like, um, and there are some people that, you know, if if it's just Cory Booker and it's just, and it's just Kamala Harris, I am going to listen, but not give like care that much, you know, but it was also, like I said, it was (laughs) also Leahy and White House. And I trust those guys a lot. I like them. Yeah. And the way they're doing shit. Uh, so I'm Yeah, not... I could see that. Because they've been around for a long time. Yes. And I think I heard Leahy talk, when because I, I was just reviewing some of that stuff this morning. And I think I heard him say something about how he thought the process was all screwed up. And so essentially, that's the process now that I know yes. that he was talking about. And that makes sense, I guess, you know. Especially when it comes to somebody. Because even though technically, yeah, he's a private citizen now, he... You know, during that time, he was the president of the United States. Maybe we should have somebody that's quote unquote, quote unquote, non-bias or non-partisan. But yeah, yeah that gets weird, though, because it's almost like you're signing away part of your, your probably a Fourth Amendment right by choosing to become president and then knowing that you'll leave office. But I don't know. I don't think it would be a big deal. I just... I could see where well, the you know, issue could be with that. Exactly. And that's, I, I can't really. I'd be interested to look at that Supreme Court decision then. Which one? The one that basically oh, made it so that, that. yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, I, just I would wonder what here. they would throw um, in that opinion to, to you know, to, to give context behind their decision. Yeah. So Senator Whitehouse said that 100,000 documents were being withheld under. Um, executive privilege, quote unquote, when it has not been invoked, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's essentially what it is without him actually, like, without President Bush having to enact executive privilege, right? Yeah. Um, and so Ch- Senator Grassley responded that that was because of Kavanaugh's work with the Bush White House that he's allowed to withhold, uh, withhold documents for confidentiality without executive privilege under the Supreme Court. So I would have to look up what that decision was, what case it was, but. It's. I mean, he was able to say, cite some type of decision. Yeah, you know, give passed no, down sure, by the Supreme yeah, yeah. Court. So, um, I want to check that out. I'm going to dig into that because that just sounds yeah. interesting to me. I yeah. like to know those contexts of why that's there because there's a lot of different reasons why. And is it you know could that have been a bad decision that might have broken the process? Yeah, you never know. Well, and the concern. With those documents not being released, right? Those hundred thousand mm-hmm. documents at that time. Um, that's at that time things were that were being discussed were like torture, Enron, executive power, abortion. I mean, gay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's gay all marriage. The... I mean, there's a huge amount of things that were being discussed within the Bush, the Bush White House, and the Bush administration at that time mm-hmm. that a lot of senators think is relevant to their decision and the way that he might rule on the court. But that's... And this is why every one of those senators keeps bringing up those specific topics. Yes. But that's also... The flaw that I saw in that, right, is that's assuming that he's not going to be able to put all that stuff in a box to the side and not give a shit, you know? And that's like, well, you have to hope, you know, but they're for any number of reasons trying to prove that that is not the case by finding something within all of those documents that will prove that he has some type of opinion strong enough that he can't put it aside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying is it seems like that's what the intent is. And I almost like a witch hunt, you know, I mean, but I mean, there's no, it's part of the political game in this point. They're trying to find ammo essentially. And we don't know, we don't know if there's a, you know, you know, the 
What's the smoking gun? We don't know. We're looking for a smoking gun, even though we don't know it's there. Right. But as part of the process, this political process, we need to be able to look and see if there is that smoking right. gun. And I mean, it makes sense to me. And, you know, because, I mean, as kind of wacky as those two can be, I mean, they said it during their opening statements. But this, I mean, it's a lifetime appointment to a yes. federal, like the top court in the United States. So it it is important that if there's those skeletons in his closet, per se, that we, whoever's voting. We should know about that. They should know about it. Yeah. I, I mean, we can argue all day about how much we really need to know about that. Uh especially given how much political sway the mob has with their senators and all that good stuff. And right. how, and then does that make them look for someone that is more partisan? And then, you know, but when I think for somebody as neutral as unbiased and all this, that, that the Supreme court is supposed to be the political pressure from the public can't be healthy for this whole process either. You know, it it gives politicians people. chances to grandstand. It gets yeah. all those protesters that we'll talk about. So it makes me question whether or not we should have access to this. To the documents or to the hearing itself? To the hearing. Oh. But that's, a, oh, that's, a, that's, that's, that's another that aside. Should. Oh, I certainly think that we should. I don't have any question that um, we should know what the fuck is going on there. Yeah. Um, with, I mean... But Everything I mean, that's not confidential to the to the national security of the United States, mm-hmm. um, that's. But I mean, should it be televised? Watch, my boss is allowed to watch me work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, that's I should true. Be able to watch my employees work, and that's exactly what that is. Yeah, I, I can't spend I guess, all my days in Washington D.C., but I can listen to it while I'm at work and make sure that I know what's going on. And if I hear Patty Murray or Maria Cantwell popping off about some shit, make sure that I don't vote for them next time. Or uh-huh. if I hear Derek Kilmer say some shit I don't like, then I'm like, well, fuck you, son. I'm out. I'm not voting for you. If Which is good because we never hear that from him. Exactly. That's beautiful. So that's that's the way that I see it. I know? I see that too, but I and I. I think that outweighs my other thought here, but it, I mean, it definitely outweighs it, but I do worry about that. The, the influence that the public has on their politicians like that, that, I mean, the only reason we see the grandstanding that we did yeah. and all this dramatic bullshit is because they're trying to show off. Trying to, they're trying, they're to, trying to be strong and posture for their 2020 yeah. run. I mean, they might be asking the same questions, yeah, but they won't be asking them in the same way. They won't be, you know, making the huge spectacle that they do all the time now. And it gets right. worse and worse and worse. Well, because so, so let's talk it's about like a double edged sword. Let's talk about this real quick, right? Mm-hmm. While, while you're talking about, uh, while we are talking about the grandstanding and everything, right? So, yeah, perfect one segue. The, one of the first things that happened was, uh, Senator Blumenthal moved to adjourn, right, after mm-hmm. Kamala Harris brought up, like, all the amount of documents that they were talking about, right? Um, and Chuck Grassley ignored him. He's like, well, yeah. like, I'm not doing that, right? I'm not I'm not playing this fucking game. Like, I'm just not going to do this, right? Just trying to power so, through. Exactly. So time goes on, and people get upset. He gets a second by, you know, any number of people are willing to second his, his motion to, to mm-hmm. adjourn or to postpone. Uh, Chuck Grassley ends up saying that he's not doing that because it's not – they're not in executive session. Yeah, right. whatever that means. So, so some kind of rule. Right, because this is a hearing and not just a, a yeah. session for the committee itself, right? Which gotcha. That's some, and so Senator Blumenthal, after a certain amount of time, comes back and says, actually, right, under Rule 4 of the Senate, if I have, you know, 
X and so and so type of type of thing that I want to vote on, and it's not going to do this, and it doesn't do this, then you know you have to allow us to take a vote on it before we move on. And Chuck Grassley says no, because we're not in executive session. And Senator Blumenthal says, I don't see it anywhere in here that says that we have to be in executive session for this to go on. Oh, boy. And Chuck Grassley says, well, I don't see it anywhere that it doesn't say that. You we might have saying. Would that be considered a constitutional crisis? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And Senatorial rule. It's at that point, regardless of whether or not I agree with why Blumenthal is doing that. If it's the rules, I think that they should be followed because that's yeah. how they were fucking written. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, so, parliament, the parliamentary procedure exists for a reason. Yes. Regular order. That is exactly like what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that after... You know, like I said, an hour and a half. Like it, it, it never happened. They didn't postpone. Um, nothing, nothing happened. Um, Which I think. Can we just talk about that for a second? Yes. Because why didn't they postpone? They did not postpone. Yeah, I know. Why did they not postpone? Oh, that's what I'm at. Why didn't they? Oh, because Chuck Grassley. That's because he said it. You know, it's, we're not an executive session, and we have to be an executive session for this rule to apply. And Senator Blumenthal. I mean, it's. It's a he said, she said, because Chuck Grassley's saying, well, we have to be in executive session. Yeah. And you can't show me somewhere where it doesn't say that. While Senator Blumenthal is saying, well, it also doesn't say that we have to be in executive session. You know, yeah. so it, it doesn't say that, but it doesn't not say that. And, so and it could if, be argued either way. Exactly. And, that's, and so without that ruling, just the chairman. I mean, that aside, yeah. that aside, the. Because there's so many eyes on this now, yes, it makes that Republican side look a thousand times worse yes. to the public. Because we all know that documents got dropped 24 hours before this session opened, right? 42,000 documents. Okay. It, it, it's, I mean, this is the same argument I had with the uh, Affordable Care Act, yeah. where they dropped the fucking rule book with no time to go through it. And say, okay, well, we got to vote. Let's vote. It's like, that's why would you have to do that? To me, it literally just shows that they can't delay it because midterms are around the corner. And that's, they, what, that's what I get suspicious from. And I just, it looks so fucking shitty. Yeah. And if you have any respect as a politician for yourself and your duty in your job, you should do what's best for the American public. And that's not mm-hmm. rushing through a fucking Supreme Court judge with a lifetime appointment. Well, and it's not just that midterms are soon, right? Because that's true. They, it, it, it has to be soon, a factor. And that, they, no, no, no. I'm saying but yeah, yeah. it's not just that, right? It's also that the new term for the Supreme Court starts in in October. And they want to get them in before that. They don't want eight justices on the court. And that was another thing that, again, regardless of the validity of it, that's another mm-hmm. thing that Democrats were arguing. Now, they kept asking, what is the rush? Like, what is the rush? Why, and that's that's something I agree with, that you were yeah. just saying, you know, what is the rush? Why are we trying to rush this through, right? Why and to are me, we... it's political poison to do that exactly. to yourself when you know for a fact that just due to the, the day and age, yeah. how many fucking people are going to be watching? All the protests are showing up. You, it's, a, it's a red flag. All the grandstanding from the other, you know, from your opposing politicians. People are fucking watching this thing, and you just look like an asshole. And it doesn't do the fucking Republicans any help. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know, to me, like, I could see why they would do do that politically. It's just, it's a, it's a bad move, man. It's dirty. Yes. 
But I guess, I mean, it is what it is. But it, it obviously shows that they're scared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're they're genuinely scared that I can they, see that. that they might lose the majority, which seems like it's a they're off. They're looking through the the binos, going, "Is that a blue wave, or right. is that not a blue wave?" It I seems can't like tell. it's a pretty legitimate possibility, just from what we've seen in the house and stuff like that. Like it's it's certainly not guaranteed, but it's a mm-hmm. genuine. More, I feel more confident in it than when we first talked about it. You know, when you wrote your blog post or your dissent yeah. about it, however many weeks or months ago that was. That was like, a long time ago. Yeah, huh? I certainly feel more confident about that blue wave now that I've seen some evidence just in primaries and stuff like that of some overwhelming shit, people getting elected and um, that yeah. it's it's polarized. You know what I'm saying? Like very, it's not good, very man. polarized. It's not good. I mean, the rise of... I was listening to Shapiro yesterday, yesterday's episode or something. And I didn't really pay attention to where it was because apparently there's some crazy criminal ass stuff that's going to go with it. But another fucking, you know, uh, Democratic Socialist got nominated or won a primary, I think. And another, I mean, this is like the third one that's yeah. popped up. I mean, that's that's not nothing. That It doesn't really happen in primaries that often. Yeah. And this is, it's not, I don't, I'm not happy with it it's kind of terrifying when you really think about it because what if i guess but not that they're going to get any real power but well and that's a whole nother i mean we can talk about But it's like an indicator um, that you know because i would that blue wave or some kind of there's a ripple effect in the water and i don't know what it's going to do whether it's going to be a full-on blue wave like we're thinking or things are going to get fractious within the two parties and essentially you'll have Many, it's like, you know, caucuses that are in the parties now, but yeah, like very popular, you know, caucuses that might right. actually get some power. But I don't know. I'm a, maybe I'm just being a pessimist or a, well, I'm being morose. Well, no, and I, th- I think that the, the conversation about democratic socialism, that's a whole nother. It is. It because is, were but. we to talk about that, I would certainly not wholly endorse democratic socialism you know what i'm saying but i also would not yeah i don't think wholly you, yeah. throw it away so especially if it wasn't that's a whole nother but actually i don't even think you'd be scared if you know the the you know the democratic socialist party like got a hold a stronger hold on washington properly run and not radicalized i you know what i'm saying you'd like, like to see what you'd with, want to roll the dice level-headed people at the helm mm-hmm. i could see how that could be all right with the people that are being put in it now fucking terrible idea. you know what <laughs> right? i'm saying you can't as much as i loved bernie 16 when i was like fucking bernie you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can't have 20 bernies all together like really with power and doing shit with no fucking idea how they're doing it you know yeah you can't have 20 larry sharps running around no. running the government like figuring no, out can't. what they're gonna do so exactly i can't wait to talk about larry sharp yeah. with you so that's it's that's a whole that's a whole deal but um when it comes to this fucking mm-hmm. this hearing right um i guess there was also some your favorite senator senator Hirano from hawaii um, i love her so much she one of her concerns was i guess she was asked and other members of the Democratic Party were asked to, like, pre-show their questions and and their material that they were going to use at the hearing, which she said that yeah. had never been done before, right? Chuck Grassley said that it was because she was going to use a video and he had never heard of that happening before. And I heard, which I will have to look up, right? I will fact check this. Um, 
I heard that he has used a video in a confirmation hearing before, like Chuck Dude, Grassley he's, has. He's Chuck Grassley, man. I'm surprised and, he remembers how to like talk sometimes. And he's, he sh- <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, he's up there. So he said that he had never seen that done before, but like I said, I also saw somewhere that he had he himself has used a video. Um, so it would not surprise me. So man. I'm not sure exactly what the jam is with that. Um, and the other, I think, hard part about really kind of figuring this stuff out and trying to trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong and all this. Yeah. Is I don't think that many people are very, very familiar with the parliamentary procedures of the Senate, the committees and all that. And I mean, I could see why I don't know a lot of this stuff. I I'm this whole controversy has got me really interested in finding out how, how is this really supposed to work? What are the rules? I want to see, you know, the constitution of the Senate, essentially, you know, the old rules that have been on there and, you know, and there's also there's also all this back and forth, right? When it comes to the the committee confidential documents, after after whatever an hour or so of this going on, Chuck Grassley finally said that there is a process in place to release committee confidential documents, and it's been used by Democrats in the past, right? Just mm-hmm. not this time. And so, so then Kamala Harris came back and she said that they sent a letter seven days prior to this hearing about releasing committee confidential documents, and they never heard anything back. You know what I'm saying? And then he said that they did respond to her letter. Uh, or no, that was Cory Booker's letter. Yeah, that was Cory Booker's That's letter. Right. That was a different letter, right? And they also, because they were trying, Cory Booker sent a letter asking why he had not worked with um, Senator Klobuchar, I believe, because either her or Feinstein was trying to draft a letter that was identical to the one used to request documents for Elena Kagan, right? Because they didn't want anything to be, any problems to arise. And at some point, the two sides stopped working together and the letter was never able to be sent out. And so they couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so I, I, don't, I don't know where that ends. I don't know where that ends, whether or not the Democrats were or were not denied access to these documents. You know, at yeah. this point, they are not able to use documents that they certainly should be able to ask Kavanaugh about yeah. in some capacity. And see, but that's the fucked up part about this. Is they this, can't even in a closed hearing. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, he's not allowed to see it. Exactly. So why not? Like, why is that not okay? And that should be okay for all of these types of situations. Yeah. I, I don't see... This is not a left or right issue. I mean, no. if you need to know what's in there, I mean, it kind of looks like... All you're doing is trying to hide shit. Well, and Chuck Grass is like, oh, well, you know, there's fucking social security numbers in there and phone numbers and emails. And and that speaks to the same point. Then why are we rushing this? If there's all these Maybe documents go that we through. need to see and we just need more time, yeah, then why are we them. doing this now? Get the you know old uh, black tape out and redact yes, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then when it comes to the 42,000 documents that were released the night before, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck Grassley is like, he says, says, oh, well... All the Republicans had the time to search through all these documents, so I don't know why the Democrats didn't have time. And he was either it was either Leahy, it was you know it's this back and yeah. forth. It was either Leahy or White House that said, "Oh, that's seven thousand documents per hour that yes. you're saying your staff went through before this hearing in between eleven o'clock last night." And 6.30 or whatever this morning, you're telling me that yeah. you went through 7,000 documents an hour. The way he said it was so fucking, like, matter of fact, yeah. too. So, yeah, we went through them. You know, we went through the all of them last night. Yeah, which I think is bullshit. Uh, I, don't, I yeah. don't believe that your team of fucking 
four clerks or whatever are going through 7,000 documents an hour. And if they are, then they're not doing it with the type of discretion that they should be with, like you said, someone who's going to get a lifetime appointment. This guy could be on the bench for 40 years. Yeah. And this is another reason why these, I mean, they're not wrong when they say that, you know, I think it was uh, Blumenthal. This is really weird to be like agreeing with all the people I usually have problems with. It's a strange place to be in, Colin. It is. It's a strange fucking world. Because this is, I mean, they're not wrong on this. Yeah. This is this is a perfect example of letting partners, partisanship get in the way. Both of us are struggling today. I know. What is this all about? Um, yeah, it's, it's, this is partisanship getting in the way of all this crap. If you truly think this guy is the nominee that he should be non-biased, non-partisan judicial nominee. Yeah. You should not be afraid of him not getting confirmed. Just air it out. Just put it out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, because yes, if, even if you have, if the Senate is divided, like it is now, they're still going to bicker and fight over all this stuff. But if they don't have any legitimate hits to take, then you'll still he'll still get voted in anyways. Right. You know, and if I mean frankly, if you don't have the power in the Senate to have that majority vote anyways, you know, then you the fucking nominee's not going to get in and that's just right. the way it is, but let's not corrupt the system any more than it already fucking is. Yeah. It's just so blatant. I mean, it's so I mean, I'm not going to give anybody else a pass on, you know, I'm not going to give the uh Kamala Harris and you know all the the usual grandstanders. I'm not going to give them a pass on that bull crap, but yeah, but they're not wrong in some of the stuff that they're saying. No, not at you all. Um, I mean, we all know now. Thank God that Cory Booker is Spartacus. Jesus Christ! Thank yeah, God. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that more next week. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the the if you want to talk about grandstanding? That was that was the worst that I've seen to try and. <laughs> pretend to risk his job you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no that was yeah we'll get into that one next week though um part two let's see i'm just trying to say i'm trying to look over these notes and see if there's anything like stand out that i wanted to talk about um took 57 quotes that that dick durbin read um from i don't remember where it was from good old dick but he read them from somewhere that said that kavanaugh's record shows concern about changing life or death values um dick durbin showed concern that he'll favor the interest of large businesses um and that was something that senator Leahy talked about for a long time too that was a common thread um i felt he had ruled almost entirely in favor of large businesses almost every time that they had been in front of him, mm-hmm. which for me certainly is a concern uh, that I don't. And I don't think it was his, uh, Dick Durbin's uh, question or something, but somebody else had asked him about that. And the answer that I heard him give um, essentially was that those particular cases were all based off of contract law. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't necessarily... It's hard to make that analogy, I guess, to yeah. like, because there's just because he's a judge or whatever, not all courts are the same. And, you know, because you have to rule on the size of a corporation in a, in most contract cases like that, because they're usually ironclad built by hardcore lawyers so that right. they screw people, you know, but it's still legally somebody signed the contract. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the case again, because I'm not a fucking lawyer. But that that's always a kind of a, a, a cloud, a shade that gets cast on a lot of these 
those questions for me. Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't know. I think it's a very valid argument if that is the case, but who's to say it really is without um, reading all the dissents? Another thing that Dick Durbin talked about, he referenced a black hole in Kavanaugh's record. Um, and those black are the hole. documents that are being withheld, right? A black hole in his time at the Bush White House. And he says that at that time, things that were being discussed, same-sex marriage, torture, abortion, presidential power, warrantless wiretapping. Um, he said all those things were discussed at that time. And it is those documents that would have happened at that time. It's that specific time that they're not being given access to, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not even all of the documents from when he was at the White House. It's just that this particular time frame that they're not allowed to have. It's all the issues know. that they care about. Yeah. And they want to make sure that those, the, the precedent that's already set in those particular cases, the, he wants, they want to know that, hey, you're not going to fucking change yeah. that, are you? You're not going to try to, you're not going to be the, the one vote to overthrow Roe v. Wade, are you? Right. And yeah. one, of the, one of the bigger concerns also is, uh, like I was talking about, presidential privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Because we talked about Kavanaugh a little bit when he first got nominated for, for the seat, right? Um, and at that time, we talked about these concerns with presidential privilege because he, he served with Martin Starr, who was the special counsel during Bill Clinton and, like, brought him down and all this shit, right? Yeah. And at the time, Kavanaugh wrote that Martin Starr... Or no, that's not his name, Martin Starr. That's Martin Starr's an yeah, actor. It's, um, um, oh, Larry's No. I'm going to look it up real quick. Something like that. Um, so, Starr, he called him an American hero at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And now he has the opinion, or at least has published the opinion that a lot of people talked about, that he doesn't think that presidents should really be bothered with criminal or civil investigations while they're sitting, right? Ken Starr. Ken Starr. That's, That's what it was. Thank you. Um, and that was something that a lot of different senators had a problem with, especially at a time where we have a president that's actively being investigated by the special counsel, right? There are a lot of people that... It was Senator Leahy, I believe, that... Um, no, Senator Whitehouse, that drew connections between... Um, his involvement in the star case nah it was i'm sorry i'm trying to find it here um sorry you got tons of notes bro you take time go through them (laughs) yeah um he outlined the connections between big business supreme court cases and the federalist society and then how kavanaugh got connected with the federalist society which was while he was in the bush white house and then something that's that's debated whether he was or was not put up by the Federalist Society, because I've heard that he was not on either of the lists that the Federalist Society gave to the Trump administration, but I've also heard people say that he was put up by the Federalist Society. Um, so I'm not sure exactly where that lands. You know, I know there was two lists of people that were put out by the Federalist Society given to the Trump administration for his consideration for the Supreme Court seat. I think I'm going to go back because I, but I don't know whether or not he really was on one of those lists. But I vaguely remember Ben Shapiro talking about various lists of people back when this happened. Yes. And I wonder, I'm going to dig through there, and I wonder if he, he says where, what list they are. And, yes. Because I'm pretty sure, but yeah, I don't know if that was one of the final lists later on. And so, yeah, I'll have to check it out. But yeah. he, might, and, he might have some insight there. And it was uh, Senator Whitehouse that also said that Kavanaugh almost always ruled with big businesses more than 75% of the time especially when that business had something to do with the Federalist Society. Interesting. 
And so he had, you know, I, I don't have the numbers that he had, but he had all these fucking percentages of this amount of the time when they're, you know, have to do with these companies and had a whole list of people that are involved with the Federalist Society or a list of companies, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, in any time these companies have gone in front of the Supreme Court with anybody that has to do with the Federalist Society, they, they always get off. Like, and that seems really weird. You know, that seems really strange to me that that's the way that that works. Correlation does Tell not me. equal cause causation, but... But Senator Whitehouse is no dumb motherfucker. You know? No. Um, I mean, that is a point. But at the same time, I would say... I mean, what's to say that maybe that is just coincidental numbers? I mean, maybe that's just kind of the way They're it really is in contract numbers, law. They're, they're 70, 90%. Well, I mean, you know the old saying, you can't fight city hall. Yeah. You can't fight big business because they have armies of lawyers. And so nine times out of 10, I would imagine they always win. Yeah. So it would make sense to me. But it's still, I think, something that you should look at. You should get into the decisions and you should go through them and read and try to figure out their their reason for whatever vote they cast or, or you know, get their opinion on the on their their dissent or their um, concurring or whatever. Yeah. To understand the context behind this, which, again, I'm saying we should be able to fucking delay the thing so that yeah. we can see this stuff and then they can actually point out these particular things. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just this he said, she said nonsense. Uh, one last thing I have here that Dick Durbin said, right? Um, and then we can talk about, I, I got a thing that will take us to the next subject. Oh. Um, but a quote that Dick Durbin had from a dissenting opinion that Kavanaugh had wrote, right? And you're going to have to listen really careful to this because this is more for you. It's right? more for me. Yeah. Shit. So he wrote, right? And this has to do with, they were talking about Marbury versus Madison, right? Having to do with things that the president can and cannot do and the separation of powers and, and what is whose responsibility, right? Okay. So executive power balance. Yeah. So this quote, right? And I sat there and I paused it. So I got the whole thing exactly as it was written, right? Okay. This is a quote from one of Brett Kavanaugh's dissenting opinions, okay? Under the Constitution, the president may decline to enforce a statute that regulates private individuals when the president deems the statute unconstitutional, even if a court has her, has held or would hold the state the statute constitutional. In which industry? In uh, I miss that. That part. regulates private individuals. Private individuals. So that's a law that has to deal with people. So essentially. He's okay. So, my understanding of that, yes, this sounds batshit crazy. This sounds like the president can basically overrule any individual, you know, take away anyone's rights personally. Yep, he can say that something is unconstitutional, even if a court has already well, yeah, ruled unconstitutional. Even even if the court has already ruled that it is constitutional, or if you can blatantly see that they would rule that it was yeah. constitutional, which the has already said my jump to rights. Yeah, I wonder what that would be connected to. That is, and you would have Guantanamo to go back. And, Bay? You would have to go back and watch Dick Durbin's mm-hmm. opening statement having to do with this, because that would give you more information, but. That Ooh. is a direct quote from Brett Kavanaugh's, one of his dissenting opinions. What the hell did he have to say to that? 
Um, it was an opening statement, so we didn't get to say shit. Oh. <laughs> Drop mic on so stage. we will talk about that next week because I'm sure that Dick Durbin asks about that. Oh, um, my but God. I Why didn't that... I look up Dick? That would have been... Because that's... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know what I'm talking about, baby. Oh, yes. Oh. Uh. <laughs> So that was so good. I'm so glad that happened on accident. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I need to so look I, up I, that. Like I said, I thought that that would really intrigue you. That okay. again, I need to look at that, and I would like to. I need context. Yeah, I need context. Um, Proper context. And then Ted because Cruz that on its own sounds really scary. Yeah, um, and then Ted Cruz went right. Um, and he fucking went on about how the Democrats don't have anything and that's why they're doing all this procedural bullshit and that's why they're focusing on this and blah, blah, blah. And then talked again about, oh, well, I don't know how they don't have proof if, you know, we've got all of these documents having to do with Brett Kavanaugh. I'm like, well, that's not really what they're talking about, right? It's not the amount of documents. It's this particular set of documents that, we don't that are have. not being allowed, right? Yeah. Um, and it was after that, right? And this will, I think, unless you have anything else to say about this, this will bring us into our next topic, right? Let's um, do it, baby. Because we, our next topic will be fucking, oh, the op-ed and stuff like that. Right? Sure. We can so, do that. Oh, yeah, because we're going to use uh, Homeboy to uh, pivot. Yes. So, Ted Cruz, right? And, well, this was something that I had kind of brought up to you earlier this week. Okay? So, mm-hmm. after Ted Cruz does his thing, they go on a lunch break. Right? Brett Kavanaugh gets up from his table. And actually... Senator Feinstein recognized all these people in the audience, like, before they continued on, you know? Um, and one of them was one of the fathers of a child that was killed at Parkland, right? Yes. So, Brett Kavanaugh I, I gets watched the video. From, yes, me too. Uh, twice. Um, actually, like, five times. But, <laughs> um, so, Brett Kavanaugh gets it from his table and... Homeboy, uh, I don't remember what his last name is. Um, That's all right. He he walks up from his seat in the audience, right, and comes around all of the rows, and then comes up to the front and addresses Brett Kavanaugh and says, "My name is so and so. My daughter was killed at Parkland, and you know I want to do whatever." And he has his hand out, right, and he, he has his hand out. There's a video of it. Everybody can go and see it because we're going to talk about this motherfucking video. Um, <laughs> he has his hand out. Brett Kavanaugh's looking at him for probably seven seconds, and he's, like, listening to him talk, and at the same time, turns around and has, a like, a security person that comes and turns him, and they walk away. Yeah. Right? The internet flips the fuck out because Brett Kavanaugh does not shake the hand of this guy, right? He, yeah. He, he turns away and, and moves on, right? And then I saw a video where... This is the video, right? And I saw it, and I was like... The first time I saw it, I said, it doesn't look like he fucking just boldly ignores this guy, right? So I saw this thing that Vice posted, and they're like, you know, essentially Brett Kavanaugh's a piece of shit because he turned his back on this guy when he tried to shake his hand, right? Yeah. And so I, I posted a comment on there, and I was like, this is bullshit. Like, this has already been proven to not be true. Like, I already seen the video. Like, whatever. You, I did, I, I was truly fucking shocked at the response that I got, right? Um, Did people just fucking hate on you? The things that people were willing to, like, assume about me. Like, one person was like, yeah, just like just like Trump didn't didn't make fun of the disabled reporter. People, wanna, people see whatever they want to see so as to not feel like an idiot. I'm like, 
Well, I certainly um, would never argue. Me? I certainly would never argue that he didn't make fun of that disabled reporter. So that's a really interesting thing for you to assume that I carried that opinion. You know what I'm saying? And it was like a lot of shit like that. So I went back and I I watched the video again because I was like, maybe I'm fucking wrong, right? And after having watched it again, I certainly would acknowledge that he did have enough time to shake that dude's hand. You know, there was enough time there for him to do that. And then did get turned away, I feel, by a security guard, right? That the dude was like, yeah, let's go, you know? But he he did certainly have enough time to shake the person's hand. Right? You want to know my theory on the whole thing? So this raised a whole other issue. I'll tell you afterwards, right? yeah. Because this raised a whole other issue for me that I'm like, this is... he, he did have enough time, right? right? Yeah. I'm like, in what fucking world... Is it Brett Kavanaugh's job to shake some dude's fucking hand that he's never met before? Right? And he's who, a very... He's, who are you? Yeah. Who are you that... that Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Just because you want to shake your hand, why, why is he required to shake your hand? Because your daughter was murdered? For what reason? You know what I'm saying? Because that's not his fault. He didn't do that. That's not... He, for, for what reason is he required to shake your hand? Does yeah. it make him maybe kind of a dick that he didn't? Sure. But in what world is he required to shake your fucking hand? None at all. And no. You can't walk up to me and force your hand in my fucking face. I'm not going to shake your hand. I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Exactly. So I, I don't understand why the uproar came about because a man whose daughter was murdered was turned down by a man who didn't want to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can see how you're frustrated with that. And especially because, I mean, I hate to say it, but in the reply section like that, you know, you should hit it and get out. Oh, my God. It was horrible. You don't look at that shit, dude. That's rule number thing. one, okay? Yeah. It's it's different if it's our shit. Yeah. Because we're trying to engage with our audience. <laughs> On fucking Vice? Was this the, oh, was that their actual... Was their, Vice, Vice News. Vice News. On yeah. Vice News. Or, On their Instagram. Maybe it was I take just it. Vice. Yeah, it wasn't Vice right? News, it was just Vice. It was and Vice. That's why it was... Bro, I'm just saying. <laughs> you see, you gotta stay out of there, man. There be snakes in there, bro. It was bad. Yeah, those people are fucking bad. pieces of shit, man. And I eventually went back that's and deleted the world of the, the dark underworld not because troll. I went back and deleted the comment, not because I felt like I was being bullied or I was, like, like actively upset about it, but because I was just sick of, like, getting fucking, like... Notifications? Just, yeah, notifications of shit that people were talking to me. I was like, this... I'm so over this. Like, I'm, yeah. I just would rather, like... Well, not, I'm glad you, know, you got out. It, it brought together, like, a larger, like, deal for me. That day that that happened was just, like, a tough day for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because I also saw a bunch of other shit. It was the same shit. It was the same day that the Colin Kaepernick thing happened. Right? Oh, and God. so I also saw all this other shit that... Was just like so fucking blatantly racist, you know, that like, like some shit specifically that as subtle as this might be, right? But that one dude that, that was verified, by the way, I can't tell you who it was or anything because I just all the blue check mark motherfuckers, right? but um, said like Colin Kaepernick is the face of Nike, like Jay's the is the face of this, and this person is the face of this. What are you gonna wear now, white people? <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Okay, so as dumb as that is, right? That's fucking racist. It's super okay? racist. And the thing that irritates the shit out of me the most, right? Because that itself doesn't bother me. The thing that bothers me is that I know it's racist because if I wrote that exact same fucking thing but backwards, what the fuck would happen to me? You're a fucking racist. What would happen to me? But what are you gonna wear now, black people? <laughs> really? 
Really? Do you think like, because that would work just fine for me, right? And then... I'm just going to go ahead and throw that on the opening of the video this week. So then, right? <laughs> because... <laughs> because I know... Because I know I'm not going to say anything because I'm yeah. already upset. I'm already whatever, right? I'm just going to go and look in the comments and see if maybe somebody else has said... Like, well, this is racist, right? So you do. There is somebody in there who eventually will say, well, that's racist, right? And then a bunch of, uh, a, a bunch of people will be like, oh, can't you, can't you fucking accept hyperbole when you see it? Like, can't you just accept that this guy is just, you know, is just exaggerating? Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Because again, if I said that same shit and then I tried to defend it with, oh, it's just hyperbole. It's just an example, you know? It's it's just a literary device for me explaining what's going on. John, you're trying like, to justify the logic, the social media logic it, of the culture war. It made me legitimately depressed. That makes right? sense. Where I was... That shit is toxic, man. Like, I, I was at a point, right, where I was talking to my wife and I'm like, I'm like, I understand fully that social media is not real life, right? Yes, please. Um... And so I, I said, I understand fully that social media is not real life, right? I know that. And I was like, but I also know that the things that I'm seeing here, excuse me, are, are reflective of the opinions of people in real life. You know, even if they would never say this shit to my face, I know that these people who are saying, what are you going to wear now, white people, and do all this shit? Um, Which beer? Which beer? Let me try this autumn brown ale. Okay. Um, You're my guinea pig today. I haven't had any. <laughs> it's, I know that those people, like I said, even if they wouldn't say that to my face, they're willing to just put these opinions out, you know, oh, and yeah. just put them out there, right? People, uh, the social and, media people, man. And I'm I, telling you. I told Jordan, I said, as somebody who genuinely kind of feels like maybe it might be like my purpose here to like to use my voice to like try and change people's minds and like open their minds and spread like logical objective thinking mm -hmm. like it makes me feel so fucking hopeless like to see that and see that it's got a hundred thousand likes and fifty thousand retweets and there's this many people that are willing to mindlessly spread this ideology that is poisonous yeah you know what i'm saying i, I was like it's Why? fucking depressing, like, what's man. What's even the fucking point? Like, what's the fucking point of anything that I'm doing here? If this is if this is what people want, you know, if we get X amount of listens per week, and this many fucking people are like, yeah, fuck you, white people. If you don't like Colin Kaepernick, you're a racist. I'm what just saying. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, in what world are those two things the same? That you don't like Colin Kaepernick, so you don't like black people. In what world is that the same thing? So I fucking love Jay Z. I fucking love Jay Z. You tell me I don't love Jay Z because I don't love what Colin Kaepernick is doing with himself. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. I think that's fucking that's racist, son. That is racist. <laughs> yes, I man. Don't, I do not get that. But do you? Why do you do this? It's because that still exists, Don. Yeah. You never stop doing this. I'm thinking you need to read your J JBP again. I start. Oh, this is really good. You want to try that? I do. I'm really excited about the brown. Um, <laughs> what can brown do for you today? <laughs> You're just full of quotes today. I love it. Um, you know, it's it just it really. Oh, fucking, that's good. Yeah, I, I do it, love it, a nice brown ale though. This shit really had me down. You know that I just I was like I just can't believe that people are so willing to take an unobjective look at what's going on, right? Especially just for an example of that Kavanaugh situation with him shaking the dude's hand. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe he didn't shake his hand when he had the opportunity, 
But why the fuck should he? Just because this man wants that? What about fucking Brett Kavanaugh? What about him and his choices as an individual? If he doesn't want to shake that man's hand, he doesn't fucking have to. Never mind that, but take into account, take into account in the fucking Senate all the building. thing that's going on here. He is massively unpopular on one side. He, I mean, he's in a very interesting position. There's a lot of people angry. All the fucking protesters that day. 70 uh, people arrested that right? day. Right? 70 and, people arrested on the first day. And you know what it sounds like whenever somebody walks in and out of that room? You yeah. can't hear shit, man. Yeah. You, Brett Kavanaugh looks up at this guy. He thinks he's about to get shot. And the guy pushes his hand out and starts making mouth movements. He can't hear anything. He's probably scared shitless, right. thinking he's going to get shot right in front of his family, and then the security pulls him away. And I'm, what's to say that that's not possible? That seems relatively logical, right? If you ever have watched a hearing before or listened to it, but and I'm sure that most people, I'm sure that you will, but most people will not respect this particular part of the opinion, right? It's the same thing that that bothers me about those seventy people that were arrested, right? What right do you think you have? To interrupt Senate hearings for your own fucking agenda. You know what I'm saying? Like, you came here as as a guest to watch what's going on here. Why do you think that it's your right to get up and try and talk to this dude while he's in the middle of this whole fucking process? Because yeah. you're here as a guest. You're here to watch. You're a citizen, right? Why do you think that you get to do that? Because 70 people got arrested that day for trying to do the same thing. You know, maybe they maybe they weren't as nice as you are. Maybe they didn't they couldn't get up to the front to try and shake his hand. But why do you think that you're allowed to do that? You know what I'm saying? You're there as a guest and you're violating the rules in the Senate. That's why he got turned around by a security guard. It's because you're not allowed to do that. He's yeah. not supposed to talk to anybody. He's supposed to get in and get it's the like fuck out. It's like running out onto a baseball field. You, you can't, can't do, do that. that shit. You can't do that shit. You know? I don't understand why that dude thinks that Again, it's as cold as it might sound, because your daughter was murdered in a school shooting, that puts you above any of these other people in this room right now. Because it doesn't. No. That doesn't make you more special. That doesn't make you have more opportunities and more rights than anybody else in this room. I am so incredibly sorry for the loss that he suffered, and I can't imagine what that's like. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that doesn't make you better than me. No. I can't. I can't go there and just walk up to Brett Kavanaugh and just 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 try just decide to try and shake his hand and and say whatever the fuck I want, because I'll probably get tackled by three different Capitol Police while I try and walk up there. <laughs> probably. So I don't understand why, because this dude is part of some champion movement for the left, that he has some rights more than anybody else that's there. You're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't get that. And that's. This is. I mean, this is. Because I've been thinking a lot about, or in the terms of, like, the culture war, right? You know, and I actually start to look at this stuff now as warlike. In I mean, there's tactics. There's yeah, strategy. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's very interesting to, to watch unfold. And, I mean, this is, it's... I mean, this kind of stuff is, I mean, these are battles on the battlefield of the culture war. That's the way I see that. It's, yeah. it's, you know, and there is no fucking logic in all these, these culture war battles. There's none. It's, it's, well, there's one side that can be kind of logical, um, can be, you know, looks at, tries to look at things objectively and, you know, think things through. There's another side that is off on one team. And then there's another side that's off on the other team. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's what's happening right now. And these, these three sides are kind of nipping and fighting at each other. You know, the, it's essentially Democrats, Republicans, and then, you know, free thinkers, independent thinkers, people that call balls and strikes. They can call themselves whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you got two superpowers and you got, you know, a third world country that's running the real resistance, which is, you know, it's really fucking sad to think about, but it's, you know, the resistance that, say, you and I are a part of in this culture war, just by the nature of being commentators or whatever, is the fact that we're just trying to push objective reasoning, yeah. thoughtful conversation. And exactly. Let's think about some shit here. Let's let's actually think about something and try to come to a logical, logical conclusion where the other sides are just fucking throwing haymakers. And that's... But it's what we got to do. Yeah. I mean, fuck, look at the French underground, bro. I'm not going to even hold a candle to that. I mean, we're, that's a terrible analogy. But I mean, Jordan that's the, you know, with the word resistance going around so much, which will hit in the, the op-ed, it makes sense for me, like, to think of kind of, you know, the IDW and, you know, all the different people that are out there trying to call balls and strikes as, I mean, that's the real resistance. We're trying to fix both fucked up teams over here yeah you know what i mean um yeah that's uh, just stay out of there man just stay out yeah. it's fucking no that's I, i'm gonna try to th- what's the the quote you know there'd be i don't know it's fucking dragons or something out there don't go in there it's like fucking uh, poison <laughs> what's the what's the swamp that you get stuck in in Candyland? Candyland. yeah like the chocolate swamp or something like that that sounds delicious. Chocolate swamp. I want to go to the chocolate stay out chocolate of the chocolate pudding swamp. swamp. <laughs> Just stay out of the chocolate swamp. So, yeah. No, I can dig that. Um, so, the molasses swamp. Yeah, that's what it's it is. Chocolate swamp sounds even stickier. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't. We don't want to go to the chocolate swamp, Tom. No, that sounds no, no. terrible. Um, so we can we can touch on uh, on the op-ed and the and the the book. Yes. A wonderful book. Yes. I don't know. First of all, what do you want to hit first? Op-ed or book? Um, let's hit the op-ed real quick. Okay. Because the op-ed and the book dropped on the same day, right? Uh-huh. So the Calculated? The Opinion Maybe. Editorial is what that stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, was posted on the New York Times, I think it was Wednesday. Um, Something like that. They did the podcast the next day and had the, the editor of the op-ed yes section. yes indeed yes mm-hmm. um so <laughs> the, the new york times published an anonymous op-ed article mm-hmm. that is supposedly authored by a senior official in the trump administration yeah um who said that said a lot of different things um, most of which we've already heard before yes one of them that they were part of a resistance inside yeah. of the Trump administration that was doing their best. Do you have the quote right there? Well, I think it's just the title of the piece was, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. There you go. So um, the so, subtitle, if I may, I work for the president, but like-minded colleagues and I have vowed to thwart the parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. There you go. So that's so that's the intent, right? Is <laughs> to allow supposedly is to allow the good things, right? Because they said there was some good shit, like the uh, 
the fucking the tax plan and all this you know tax cuts all the like all the maybe like three things on there that they said were actually like legitimate good things that they had tried to shepherd forward and yeah. other things that had been done to directly contradict and hinder president trump's attempts to to push it, his agenda forward mm-hmm. um and they even said at one point that there was discussions in the cabinet of invoking the 25th amendment yeah. um which allows a certain percentage of the president's cabinet to come to Congress and say that they don't have faith in the president's abilities to rule and he can essentially be impeached, but through a different type of process. Yeah, because um, there's two ways to do that. It can be his cabinet or or the essentially the the House, right? Yes, yes. So it's just another way to bring forward the articles of impeachment. If there's fewer people, easier to do, essentially. Right. Uh, and obviously hasn't been done, but if if the if the things discussed in this article are true... Um, it shows, I mean, a lot of different stuff. I mean, one of them, obviously, shocking division within the Trump administration itself. Um, I don't know if I would 100% say division. I, I look at it more of hardliners, loyalists, and then actual, like, Republicans, conservatives, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, they might have some of the, they might share some party of the same over ideals. Trump and Trump over party. Yes. I think that definitely, that's yeah. a good way to phrase it. It's that two-track administration that everybody's talking about these days. Well, so even that, I mean, I, I would call that a division. I mean, that there's people that are more loyal to the president and some people that are not more loyal to the president than they are to the party themselves, you know. And it's because probably they the, a perfect definition of a division. <laughs> they said specifically that that they were loyal to the country. You know, yes. they wanted what was best for the country, not for either party or not for the president, but what just what is best for the country itself, you know, and that's, I mean, I believe they said in the article that they said that they believe that that is the job of the people who work in the administration is to be for the country and not for yeah. anything else, you know. Yeah, 100%. That's why you should have, that's the only reason you should be in that fucking job. Yeah. But, of course, that's not always the case, just due to the nature of how government is run, you know, appointing your own cabinet and all that. Yeah. You can just bring your homies. Right. People that are loyal to you and not anybody else. But um, I, I did notice that going through that, because um, it's a pretty short essay. Yeah. And, it, you know, like I said, it's most stuff that we've already heard. You know, if you've been paying attention, most of it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Um, I did get a hold of that letter that they were talking about that he uh, pulled off the president's desk. And didn't let him sign. I got a copy of that one. That was interesting. Um, CNN. I have the article pulled up here, but I don't have the actual letter. I think it's on CNN. Yeah, it's just it's a photocopy of a memo in a folder that just says it says on the on the tab of the the folder in Sharpie keep. (laughs) It's pretty funny. (laughs) So, but anyways, um, it's interesting. You read a part in there about uh, Russia. And how they're saying that the president was reluctant to expel, you know, the as the diplomats and all the the issues that we've had in Russia and all the all the penalties that we've seen the administration come forth with, that kind of contradict Trump's Twitter feed. The things that he's saying, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think this. All you got to do is compare the two: what the administration has actually done and put through, and what the president tweets. And you can find out what situations they were like. Now let's just uh, let's just hold on to that one. Maybe maybe he'll forget about that one. 
Or, you know, hey, let's just somebody accidentally lose this and we'll have to reprint it after we find it in a week. Yeah. Or something. Motherfucker. Oh, did you lose your cherry? God damn it. You poor guy. Poor, poor Don. <laughs> That's a. Uh, I don't know. The al- weed abuse doesn't sound as good as alcohol abuse did. You know, like somebody spills a beer at a party. He's like, oh, dude, that's alcohol abuse. <laughs> but it doesn't sound as good with weed. Can- cannabis abuse. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. But yeah, it, I just, like I said, I don't get what the the issue is here. I mean, it was a big you- deal, but I kind of anticipated all this was happening already. Well, I think that we had hoped that this was happening already. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I mean, when you look at the, just like I said, you look at the two differences and, you know, the president says stuff. He gets on Twitter and he fucking, he blows his, you know, blows just throws his, his thought out. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I've had too many lewd comments already, but. Um, Never too many on Salt of the Streets. Absolutely not. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh. But yeah, I mean, then you look at the things like the administration actually done compared to what the president just says on his Twitter feed. And it, I've just always, always assumed that there's, you know, his administration, John Kelly, you know, all these, they do one thing and they just kind of have to keep him in line. corralled yeah. as, as best they can. Which just, that's, that's fucked up. If that's the case, then he shouldn't be there. Yeah, you know, if, if that's the case where he's not actually running shit, then he shouldn't yeah. be there. We got a leader, man. We we got the leader we needed because he's from the right party. But we don't want to let him loose. Can we just lock him in the house? Shut off the phone? Can we just do that? We can't do that? Fuck. All right. It's terrible. I know. But it's also... I mean... Do you have any reason... Who's the president these days anyways, but just whoever the party that's in power wants to put at the head? Do you have... Just some dude to fill a chair half the time. Do you have any reason to believe that this is not a genuine op-ed by somebody in the Trump administration? I have no reason to think that. Because there Except a lot of for the fact that, I mean, unless they're kind of dumb, I don't... Whoever did this, if they are truly a part of the administration, that's really stupid. Yeah. Unless you wrote that motherfucker on a typewriter in like... Somewhere halfway across the country in the woods in a cabin somewhere and you just mailed an anonymous letter, something like you better cover your fucking tracks because your ass is getting fired. People at the New York Times know who it is. You know, they said that the the editor said that the New York Times knew who it was. Do you? Oh, sorry about that. Um, Keep it going for you. Um, Sorry about that. And there are people specifically always Trumpers, you know, that are saying that, the, you know, the failing New York Times is making <laughs> shit up again. And, and he capitalizes failing, too, when he yeah. writes New York Times, by the I, way. Right. Like, it's the title. Like, it's mm-hmm. the, they're called the failing New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I told uh, Case Bulls that I don't have any reason to believe that the New York Times would not be honest about what's going on here. You know, I don't have any reason to believe that, that this is not genuine. No. Because um, there's... I, like I said, I think it's not worth the risk. Just, you know, it's not worth the risk that they put out there lying about something. And I mean, because if they so lie they, about this, if they're caught lying about it. They're done. But the New York Times is done. Like but, if they see, are, I, yeah, I would say doctoring an op-ed. You know, yeah, I would say that that to me wouldn't make sense for the New York Times because why would they do that? Like I said, the op-ed is nothing new. It's all stuff that. 
His, it's all rumors and conjecture that we've already heard from Michael Wolf's book and everyone else. I mean, why would they even, you know, think that, oh, well, we should just write this and put it out as somebody anonymous or something? It just doesn't make sense to me, really. Yeah. Well, now they may or, you know, all those things may or may not be validated by this op-ed, but... Again, I, yeah, I don't have any I reason to, to question that yeah. that it's the case. Do you think it validated if they if and when they find said individual? Um I, I think that it, it would depend, yeah. I mean if it's somebody that because now, you know, there's all kinds of allegations that it's uh fucking Mike Pompeo and that it you know, it's all these people in the administration. I don't think they're um, stupid enough to do that. But, Especially yeah. Mike Pompeo. What? Found the world's biggest fucking spider. Oh, you saw. So really so oh, we're gonna get a so giant gross. spider. It's huge. Oh, is it in here? Oh, yeah. The it's it must have rained yesterday or last night because it's a you know yeah. the studio is in the garage. And yeah, so it definitely happens. did rain last night. Is it big? I can't wait to see this giant spider. But we had a bat the other day fly into our building. That is a big spider. That's a big one. That's a good one. Wow. Desk for I, no, <laughs> no. We, we, you know, here, let me open up the door for you. That thing can just go fuck right off. That's pretty much all that I have um, in regards to the op-ed itself. Do you want to move on to the book, Fear? Fear. Or do you have more about the op-ed itself? I mean, I don't really have that much on the op-ed other than Trump's reaction to it. Yeah. That, to me, was was really the news about the op-ed. The op-ed came out, this this the fucking bombshell. No. It's whatever, man. That's just, okay. Another one that just I mean, if we get many more of these, I might really actually start believing some of them. Right. But until then, I they're all not necessarily credible, although they all make sense. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's just like, okay, whatever. We understand. I'm pretty sure we've been knowing this is happening anyways. But Trump's reaction to, you know, his tweets, for example, calling for the New York Times to, you know, turn this individual into the government. On you a know, matter of national security. Yeah, he, t- he tweeted, does the so-called senior administration official, in quotes, really exist? Or is it just the failing capital failing New York Times with another phony source, question mark? If the, all caps, gutless Anonymous person, which by the way, Trump Trump cannot pronounce anonymous. Anonymous about I'm not uh, the guy, <laughs> the person does indeed exist. The Times must, for national security purposes, turn him or her over to the government at once. With an exclamation mark, and, so, and then and then he, right after that, he, all caps, treason. No. Ridiculous. Treason? No. no. Treason? I'm sorry. Isn't that called, uh, oh, right, free press? It's yeah, freedom, freedom of the, freedom of the press, press, bro. Right. It's uh, some dude that's talking shit on you and they published it in a newspaper. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. Don't get your panties call that in a bunch. Treason. No. Treason? Um, <clears throat> that's ridiculous. Just fire him. Right. Find out who it is and fire him. Yeah. You got Invest- the NSA at your hands. Investigate just, that shit. Just dig through all your employees' emails because. The president can, according to Brett Kavanaugh, according to Brett Kavanaugh, you know, strip away somebody's rights. He could deem them unconstitutional. Yep. So why not strip away that Fourth Amendment? And dig through your fucking computer and find out who wrote that I shit. Thought, I thought you would enjoy that. 
I I don't think I enjoy it, but, but I mean, you I, I enjoy it on another level. Yeah, yeah, very morose yeah. individual. So let's talk about Bob Woodward's book. That's his name, right? Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward. So Woodward writer of Bernstein. Let's give yeah. him some content. Yeah, Woodward yeah. Woodward, Woodward Bernstein. Woodward and Bernstein uh, are two men that played a large hand. That led the free journalist part of bringing down Richard Nixon. Yes. Um, they exposed Watergate and, I mean, all of this stuff. Um, Bob Woodward, Carl Bernstein. Um, you can see the movie or the book All of the President's Men, which details all of these things they met with. Award-winning uh, film, too. Yes. and it's Robert a, Redford. It's a great movie. It's a great fucking Dustin movie. Dustin Hoffman. Yes. It's an incredible movie. Um, Wait, is it Robert Redford, though? I think he so. He plays Woodward, I think, I think right? so. Okay. Um, and he... So they they meet with a uh, an informant, right? A, a, a private informant by the name of Deep Throat, Deep Throat. Um, or and, Kermit the Frog, if you watch Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, with you know, with his help, they're able to connect the dots to to, like I said, expose uh, Watergate and, and help bring down Richard Nixon mm-hmm. for exactly what was going on there. Uh, he has since written a book on every president since Nixon. Um, and is has has it is worth noting has never been found to be lying in any reporting or any book ev- any publication ever. Kind of strange, isn't it? Super weird. Super weird. Right? But now this one's just lies. Lies. N- another phony book. Yep. So he he put out a book that, like we said, is called Fear. I believe it's then the subtitle is Trump in the White House or something like uh, that. Um, oh wait, that's not my op-ed <laughs> page. Uh, Fear. Trump in the White House. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, so he wrote a book that is even more salacious than the op-ed article. I think this is the real story, the book itself. It's worse. Um, and I didn't buy Fire and Fury because I thought it was bullshit, but I'm buying this fucking book because I'm reading this Yes. Book. I trust Bob Woodward to be telling the truth, right? So he detailed all kinds of crazy shit that has gone on inside of the Trump White House. Uh, everything from... Uh, a mock testimony with Robert Mueller um, in which the, in which the lawyer then says, like, you can't meet with Robert Mueller yeah. because it's either that or you're going to be in an orange jumpsuit. Like, because it was so the things that Donald Trump said were so racked with perjury and lies that it it is not no. legally safe to put him in front of of. The special counsel. That's why they said they could give him. Uh, just, I think that was last week. Maybe they might. Ex- they might give him written answers. Or they'd accept written answers to yeah. questions. I was like, oh, that's good. Just have. I don't know if I'd have Julie Autumn draft him either. But, but anyways, I was just going to tell you, September eleventh, yes. two thousand eighteen, is when the book releases. You can pre-order it, it now comes out on, on September eleventh. Yes, that's really fun. I don't know about funny, don't. But <laughs> it's <laughs> ironic. On. It is. We need to. Yeah, and it's it's only. Uh, let me see. A hardcover for when it comes out. If you pre-order right now, seventeen ninety nine. That's pretty good. On Amazon Prime, nineteen fifty nine on audiobook. I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble. I got I got a membership there, so I get like fifteen percent off all the books that I buy there. That's good because they rape you in pricing. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's bad. <laughs> you look you go to Barnes and Noble and you scan that fucking book price with with the app on Amazon, you could buy it for like five bucks cheaper. <laughs> every time. And well yeah, you just can't have it right now, I guess. Yeah. That's a problem for me. If I want a book, 
Need I go it. to Barnes Noble. I'm not leaving without a fucking book. <laughs> I no. need something. That's how I got that whole stack of books. That's how I got all That's these right. books, all those books, all the books in my house. That's how I got all those. Have you, you've seen all my books, right? They're yeah. kind of scattered around now, but I used to have like four times more. And I was like, I got to unload, man. Yeah. Gave them all away. Do you have more uh, more details there on the book itself? The things no. That... It's just... No. And right now, it's just kind of hearsay. And since it comes out so soon, I don't really want to give my whole tidbits on what I think of the book. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is a preview at best. So maybe we should buy it and read it. That's what I'm planning on doing. And then we'll talk about it. Let's fucking do it. Because... Even if it is hearsay, again, I am not by any means willing to say that Woodward's lying because this would be the first time ever that he's done that. Yeah. I don't know why he would do that, you know, just because Donald Trump. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, that that doesn't hold weight for me. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't think that would make sense at all. I know. I got to believe that, that he's telling the truth, you know. I mean, unless someone comes out and says something uh, counter to that, I'm going to operate that this is how it is. Like... That's, unless someone comes out and they're like, uh, I, I, I am one of these people and I was here for this conversation and that's not how it happened. Yeah. Then I'm not. Well, I think. Uh, I, I am buying it. You know? Who was it? The uh, Secretary of Defense, Mattis? He had, I think it was him. Did I put it down in my notes? Yeah. He I think he said, actually put out a statement <clears throat> and said that, you know, he never, like, uh, do I have it in here? The quote? Oh no, that's the guy who stole the thing off his desk. Well, he the, he was named though, so I don't I don't ex- I expect him to come out and say I never said that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. He's named in the book itself. I'm talking about any of the numerous people that were quoted on deep background. You know, mm. they can say what position they have, but not who they are. You know, or that they work in the White House. Like one of those people to come out and say I was here for this conversation, and that's not how it happened. I mm-hmm. expect. Anybody named in the book that has to deal with Trump to say yeah. that is not how that fucking happened. A fucking like intern that's sitting in the corner like shredding papers. Yeah, and just like you know, one angry of, dog Trump. One of the allegations jumps in the door and starts fucking complaining about shit or something. One of the allegations in there is that Donald Trump was talking about Jeff Sessions, right? Who he talks so much shit about, and he says, "Oh, Jeff Sessions is mentally retarded." He's just yeah. a simple I heard fucking that. Alabama Southern boy who couldn't be a one one family country lawyer back home. You know what I'm saying? And yet he's a and, he was a senator for how many years? And the tough thing about that, right? The shitty thing about President Trump being who he is is it takes me about two seconds to be able to imagine him saying some shit like that when Jeff Sessions isn't in the room. Yeah. You know? So why would I think you wouldn't say that? You're out here willing already to make fun of a disabled reporter and then say that you didn't do it, you know? And even though, even though I would say that never happened, you know, that's because yeah. of me. But, like, you're out here doing shit like that. And you expect me to not believe that you called Jeff Sessions a retard when you have talked so much shit about him publicly. Yeah. About how fucking weak he is and you never should have put him in there and you never should have done all this stuff. Not Why to mention I, we know how he talks in private. Know what I'm saying? And you're here by yourself with some other people who you probably chat, you chop it up with all the time, you know. Yeah. You expect me to believe that you didn't say that shit. Like, yeah, right, son. That is, that's the other half of this coin of you being so out there and so edgy, you know, and don't care about what anybody's doing. Is that, of course, I'm going to assume that it's not a doctored video of you saying, grab him by the pussy, you know? No, I don't think that because of all the other shit that you've said. I don't think that somebody made that up. Like, after all the shit you talk, I can't not believe you talk shit on somebody. Exactly. Period. So, I don't, I don't buy that. You know what I'm saying? That they're coming out and saying 
like I said, I expect anybody who's named in there to deny the anything that happened in there. Just like oh, Rex sure. Tillerson said, well, I, I never called him a fucking idiot. You know, I never said that. Even though he probably fucking <laughs> yeah, did, you know. We know I he mean, did. It's, he, you know, he's telling people, I, I don't know. You know, I, I just don't. Because uh, these are guys that are, like, kind of have their shit together. And they see this dude and they're like, I got to fucking work for this dumb asshole. Yes. Like, we all know he's a dumb asshole. We all know that. Yeah. It's pretty fucking simple, man. And I don't see why that kind of shit isn't real. I don't. But I don't see, you know, for protecting their job purposes. Yeah, man. I, no, I didn't fucking say Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so, like, uh, yeah, Mattis came out and put that, you know, he, I never once uttered those words. Right. All that stuff. And I, I do not believe that. But I would give him a pass on putting out the statement because I yeah. know what he's doing. It's like, well, that's yeah, of course he's gonna, everybody's going to talk shit about their bosses, right? That's just, it's what happens, man. But <clears throat> you know, you're never ever going to say that shit to his face. It doesn't mean that you mean any of that shit. It's just you know, people talk shit, man. It's what they do. You're never going to tell your boss you're getting high at work. No, you know? like, no, I wasn't doing that. That's, Fuck no, I don't do that. That's crazy. I worked with a guy who got fired for that once. Really? Yeah, for real. It was like my first job, too. It's crazy. People used to... Well, when I worked at the call center, I used to get fucked up in my car at lunchtime. And, like, on all my breaks, like, I was taking fucking dabs and shit because I just Yo, hated my Yo, that's the call center, so bro. You, sh- was like, you need that. We had, yeah, we had homeboys that were bringing rigs and stuff, and they were just leaving them in their car and leaving their cars unlocked so you could just <laughs> grab your wax and just go in their car. Dab. Just roast it? Yeah. Was yeah. fucked up. That's funny as fuck. But, you know... Only way to live. If you got a fucking, like, essentially a call center job or telemarketer job, I think those dudes get a pass, man. Horrible. I can't imagine having to be... Or one of those people that... uh, And there's somebody out there that's listening and he knows who he is. If you're one of those people that works at one of those, uh, like, kind of shady sales businesses yeah and that where it's like in that real gray area but just still legal to basically steal money out of people it's you know you got to do what you got to do but that's sleazy as fuck you know yeah it's it's the same type of thing but anyways like i said i don't want to pass too much judgment because right now it's just i'm commenting on what people are saying we just got to read this motherfucking book exactly so let's do that fucking shit i'm going to order it right now <laughs> i'm going to buy it order no one it comes out ooh actually you know what i'm not going to buy it cuz i have a credit on my audible i think i'm going to get the audio book audio book it god damn it you're so. going to finish it way before i do Sucka. you motherfucker <laughs> god damn it Colin. have i ever gifted you an audio book on audible before cuz i think i can do that do it. I'm going to try. I don't know if it's like once one per new user or I don't know. I'll do have to it figure it out. And I'll if buy I can. that and then I'll beat it. I'll, I'll finish it before you do. Yes, you will. You'll, you'll hammer through it in like a day oh, and a half. It'll yeah. take me like two weeks. Uh, except, you know, unless, of course, Elon Musk is on Joe Rogan and everything stops. Oh, my God. That was crazy. I wish everything. No. Yeah. I was at the theater. At the symphony yeah. that uh, that night. But okay, so word. You want to move? Yeah, on but that's to all I got on the Wood- book. Uh, the book from Woodward. Fear. Yes. Yeah. Trump in the White House. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to move on to Colin Kaepernick and Nike now? Yo, just one quite quick little aside. Tell me uh, that letter 
that yes. the guy took off his Stole desk. Stole off Trump's desk. Yeah, do you know what that was? Did you see that? No, I have not looked at the letter itself. It was like a pulling out of the tr- the free trade agreement we have with South Korea. Yeah. Basically pulling out and saying, hey, if you want to uh, renegotiate, we can we can do that. But we're out of here within 180 days. That's and dumb. so he never got to sign that. That's good. That's really good. Dodge the fucking bullet there, homie. Yeah. All those like affordable hundies would be not affordable anymore. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, fucking Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Look at the, have you, I don't know if you can see this picture. Have you seen this picture of Colin Kaepernick? Ooh, with the rose? He's The rose? The corn rose. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking his outfit. Look oh. at this. What is this jacket? You know what I'm saying? I he mean, looks like he's a prince in the Taj Mahal. Fashion is crazy out here. He looks nowadays. fancy as fuck. Fancy as fuck. <laughs> um, so, Colin Kaepernick and Nike, uh, they signed a new, like, uh, ad campaign yeah, deal. Yeah, ad campaign endorsement yeah. Uh, for, I don't, I don't know, what, you know what the numbers are on it. I can't um, find them. But, uh, so they put out a new ad that aired in the third quarter of... The Falcons game, the Falcons Eagles game, um, and the ad was ad was really good. Like it was a great commercial. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the commercial that LeBron James did after he left Cleveland the first time to go to Miami. That was like no, that's sir. a good one. I'll I'll show that to you afterwards. But that's like a good get in the feels type of yeah. good or yeah yeah it's okay. like inspirational and like like it's good. It's not about like America's fucking terrible. Like it's about like reaching your potential and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. And like, I listened to, to it. Yeah, like it's a really good commercial. Um, so I we'll, listened to it, but I didn't see. Oh, I don't we'll, know what the images are. We'll watch them both um, afterwards. There's two. It's, no, that one and then the LeBron James commercial. Okay. We'll watch the, both of those before I leave because those are good commercials and they're like two minutes long. Um, nice. And so there's all kinds of people that are upset, right? That first day that it, that it was announced um, and there's the first picture of Colin Kaepernick and it says like, believe in something even if it means giving up Sacrificing everything. everything. Sacrificing everything. That's what it is. Um, and... So there's all kinds of people. The, the same people who don't like Colin Kaepernick are fucking burning their Nikes and cutting the swoosh off their socks and doing all this stuff. You know that um, is dumb because it doesn't <laughs> affect the company at all. <laughs> it, it, it is dumb. It doesn't affect the company at all because you've already purchased those items. <laughs> um, you I hope people have understand them that. in your possession currently, and all you're doing is losing a pair of shoes. Yep. Um, that is stupid because you probably paid $100 for those pair of shoes, if not more. So I don't know why you're wasting your money. Um, <clears throat> the other thing yeah. is that we have, I mean, we've talked about Colin Kaepernick before. You know yes. what I'm saying? So, he so I'm interested individual. to hear what your thoughts are on it, and then I will reflect off of that. This might surprise you. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. My entire take on this thing is a private citizen got hired to do a job by a corporation who's going to exploit the political war that's going on right now to make money yeah somebody some dude just got a job because the corporation knew they could make some money right i don't give a fuck whatever you know i don't 
As far as the audio in the commercial, because I, I was listening to it uh, on a podcast, I think. And, um, I mean, he doesn't have a terrible narrating voice. Right. But, I mean, it's nothing special, you know. It's no like salt nice, in the streets, but no, it's No, absolutely not. Or you can get like a, I don't know, just a, a, a sympathetic voice or something like that. Or, you know, somebody like fucking Joe Rogan who's inspirational. Yeah. If you want to inspire people. But it was just kind of me to me. But that's fine. It, it doesn't need to be good. It doesn't need to be a, a good, you know, it doesn't need to be the best commercial ever is what I'm saying. It's a good commercial, like you said, but it doesn't need to be the best ever. It's going to serve its purpose just because they hired the dude. But I just, I think it's dumb for people to get outraged by it. And yeah. I think it's super exploited, exploitative, exploitative, exploitative to uh, take advantage of the culture war like that. But it's fucking Nike, man. They're, they're like, their entire industry is based off of unex, unethical work practices. Right. That's the way all these places are. So it doesn't surprise me. They're like, hey, hey, hey. We got a great way to make some money. Let's hire that motherfucker. Give him a bunch of money. Put him in our commercials and give him talk, his own clothing you know. line, and everything will be. Cool. Yeah, the clothing line. I'm kind of like, well, good luck. But now it's a Colin Kaepernick clothing line. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how well it does. You know, it didn't it's, really hurt the stock so much. So she's good. She's good. Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. Boop, boop. Um, yeah, because I pulled up the stock price. There was it dropped pretty significantly the day they the commercial. Uh, was it the day the commercial dropped? Was it on Tuesday? I think so. Their, okay. their online sales jumped 31% after the Kaepernick thing went live. Because their overall... Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I think that's probably why... Let's see. Tuesday night. It was like a half hour drop and then it kind of leveled out again. But it went from uh, like 80, 82.18 yeah. a share dropped down to 79 which was a pretty, it's, I mean, that's a pretty fucking steep drop. Yeah. Just like that. Um, but then, they, you know, they've since kind of come back. Um, but anyways, um, it hasn't really hurt the company stock price. They've got to be making money hand over fucking fist. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, hey, they're, they're uh, employing, you know, like 12-year-old kids over in a third world country. That's, that's wonderful for them, right? Yeah. But whatever. That's why I don't like buy into that shit. But they have an increase in sales. Yeah. That's sad, man. But whatever. It is what it is. I just don't really give a fuck about it. And everybody's all fucking up in arms and stuff, and I'm just like, dude, whatever, man. Let it go. He's not he's not in football anymore. Just I see I see what it is. Actively it's exploitative involved. and I just don't give a fuck. Actively involved in a lawsuit with the NFL. Ooh. See, that kind of makes me upset now. So I didn't know that part. That was so... Because Colin they're going to air it is, during an NFL. He's suing the NFL, right? Because he says that he was blackballed from the league because of his protest, right? He That's why he says he wasn't picked up by a team. It's because of his protest. And so it's infringing on his First Amendment rights, and he's blackballed by the league. He, no, no, not that. It's that they colluded like the te- all the leagues the team got together and said that they wouldn't give him a job right so and he's accusing them of collusion yeah being blackballed by the league yeah that's what i'm saying so 
<clears throat> and I don't know that it's necessarily collusion, but blackballed is the term that's being used. You know, is that okay. he, everybody wrote him off collectively because of whatever. Um, I don't know. You they know, did. Yeah. But it's it's not about taking away his First Amendment rights. It's um, you Protecting choose to say monetary. what you wanted to say, and now you're a business liability. Right. Like, you, you know, nobody, none of the team wants to play with you because you chose to stand away from your team, stand out from your team. You're not part of our team. Right. It's, all, it's the same shit that we talked about a long time ago. And that's not to say that nobody supports him because there's a lot of people that, I mean, I, Eric Reed, I believe, is the other player that is in, that is involved in that lawsuit. There are, there are other people, Michael Bennett, I mean, there's people from all kinds of other teams that um, he's not involved in the lawsuit, but Michael Bennett knelt, you know, during the, the national anthem. There's all kinds yeah. of people that supported Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. So that's not to yeah. say that he doesn't have any supporters, right? One of the things that we had talked about before, one of my points for it, is that you're on a roster with 52 other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This game is about 53 people on a team together, 11 on each side of the ball at a time. If you can't agree with the other 52 guys to do one thing, then you shouldn't be fucking doing it. Bye-bye. You know? Yeah. That's not how this should work. I wouldn't, as a as a, a coach of a team, I wouldn't want somebody who is separating themselves from the team itself to act alone. Yo, are you okaying me right now? What's up, White Power? Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't be okay. With having somebody, like I said, who is actively separating themselves from the team. You know what I'm no. saying? And again, we talked about this before. That's not... I would never say that somebody who is famous for whatever reason should not use that platform as as a platform for their message, right? Yeah. But not at the time when you're actively being paid to be a football player because you're not on your time. You are on someone else's time, right? And as shitty as everybody might think that the analogy is, right? I certainly can't go to work and not work because I don't agree with something going on in the country and expect to keep my job. Yeah. That's not how that works. And that's not the same deal with the guy who tried to walk up to Brett Kavanaugh. Why Why should? Why is that any different than, than my job? I can't do that. This is a job that he has. He's on TV and I'm not. That's the only difference. You know, he's making more money than me. Yeah. These are both jobs that we have. Why... Why would that be any different? Why should he expect any different just because he's on TV? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think, well, if that's the way he's looking at it, but, I mean, the stripping of the First Amendment rights, because that's actually what he's actually arguing against, right? Or, I believe or for. So. That's what he's thinking. I would have to fact the check the is. entire thing. You know what I'm saying? Either way. Yeah. I guess that's kind of semantics. When we're talking about the Nike situation, <clears throat> even if that's not because we've part talked of, about this so many times, I mean, even if that's not part of the claim, I'm sure yeah. that's part of the argument. It's got to be a lawsuit, yeah. you know. Um, so, because yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make. There's so many reasons, logical reasons, why he doesn't have a fucking football job anymore. Right. There's so many reasons that could be the reason. It's probably a combination. Of a lot of them, but it's, I don't think the league is trying to suppress your fucking first amendment rights. No. Okay. People do, they stand on ceremony for all sorts of different things, man. Yeah. But this is, you know, they don't get punished like this. That's not, this is not the league punishing him. He just, 
There's a lot of reasons why you don't have a job anymore, man. Right. And it's none of them are nefarious necessarily. So don't assume the nefarious when the logical makes sense. Because it absolutely does. Yeah. But yeah. That's all I got on that. That's all I got. Because I just don't care anymore, man. I just, Colin Kaepernick is fucking dead to me. I, I mean, he was a San Francisco 49er <clears throat> when I knew about him. Yeah. And so now that he's not playing football anymore. You're really over it. He's just a private citizen who's famous for, he's an ex-football player. Yeah. How many ex-football players are superstars? Not very many. But he's just an ex-football player who wasn't even that good towards the end of his career. Yeah. That's now out doing a fucking ad deal. Whatever. Fuck that guy. I agree. <laughs> Not right. totally, but with, certainly, certainly with the uh, with with the sentiment. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, sir. So, before we go to sports, some pop culture notes. Um, oh yeah. Before we go to sadness, right? Uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B got into a goddamn fist fight. Um, and <laughs> I bet you Cardi B. What? Wait, no, I don't know. My wife told me that it is because there was some bullshit that happened with Cardi B's record company, right? Where it came out that they had tried to sign two or three other artists and give them two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be signed and start a beef with Nicki Minaj, right? And they wouldn't do it, but Cardi B did do it. And so that's why part of this is happening is because she's getting paid to start a beef with, to start beef with fucking Nicki Minaj. But does Nicki not know that? I, she's got, she has to now. Yeah. <sighs> but she didn't, like, did she know it was happening before the, the fist fight? I don't know. Because she might have just thought that that was all real and legit. That's fucked up, dude. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Isn't that Drake's label? Does he own that label? Because uh, I know they're all no, basically no, a Drake, crew. Nah, is Drake's damn? Because Drake wonder, collaborates Drake all the time with money, those. Babe, do you know? Yeah, I wonder or if he has his own OVO sound label. I don't know. I don't know how the music career works anymore. The music system. I watched Nashville for a little while, but I'm gonna, that didn't I'll help. I'll fact check that on Tuesday. Okay. Um, because he certainly was under Young Money at one point, um, but I don't know that he is now. Okay. So I would have to I would have to look that up. Because I just I just assume because yeah, all those guys kind of collaborate together, you know, <laughs> that group, the Drake group. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's like a modern day I'm fucking. Glad that's on uh, Oh God! What was the show that he used to be on? That fucking Degrassi. Kid show? Degrassi. Oh, I wish I could watch. This Degrassi. is a this is an adult version of Degrassi, Degrassi. in the music industry. I These know. are all his people. That's why. I, that's why I just assume he just made a Degrassi themed music video like oh, two three weeks boy. ago. It's really good. Actually. At least he's jumping into it. His Jane new Simon stuff Bob that he man. put out are it's Jane. not bad. No, no, J- fuck no. Drake is awesome. I like Drake. Yeah. Did you listen to Eminem's new album? No. Okay, I haven't no. either. I heard one song. I I've listened. Yeah, I've I think I've listened to like three songs, but I haven't like listened to the album. Like I haven't sat down and listened to it. Yeah. Um. So, the two the sadder notes of pop culture. Burt Reynolds died. I think he was like yeah. eighty one or something like that. He was up there. Um. And Sad, then though. just yesterday, like in the afternoon, Mac Miller died. Yeah. Um. And twenty six. Like, yes. Right. And so he has That's a line. He even has a line in one of his songs about not wanting to join the 27 Club. 
Oh. You know? And there, I mean, the 27 Club, if, if you don't know or listeners don't know, is, I mean, there's all these famous artists, Kurt Cobain being one of them, all these people that died at the age of 27, you know, that are like really forward artists doing lots of shit here. I'll look mm. up, I'll, I'll look up a little list real quick, but that's, that's a thing. It's like a pop culture thing. You that's know? weird. That's kind of like, it go, hmm. Because there wasn't much in the articles that I was reading, there wasn't many details other than the fact that it looked like an apparent overdose. Yeah. And so, I mean, overdosing can be a way to commit suicide. Yes. And so that wouldn't, that would not surprise me. Uh, so let's see here. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison all died at the age of 27. Um, and then also Kurt Cobain. Um, let's see here. Man. Alexander Levy, Louis Chavine, Robert Johnson. I mean, there's this whole list of, Holy of crap. people that died at the age of 27. Good um, Lord. That are like... So many we're names. like really, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're kind of progressive artists for what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and... Pat Tillman died at 27, you know? Whoa. Uh, yeah, so it's it's not just music artists. It's like people that are just doing great shit. Um, so. How old's Elon Musk? He's got to be over 30, 27, oh, right? Oh, I'm sure he's thank over 27. God. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. But, yeah. So it's, like I said, it, it's a whole, it, it's, just, it's a pop culture thing. But he has yeah. a lyric in one of his songs where he talks about not wanting to join the 27 Club. Not wanting to which, join. Yeah. Ooh. Which okay. he didn't technically because he's twenty six. But you know, it, I mean that's I'm not. But yeah, to be shitty, I feel like at that point like, then. But is okay with that context. I thought he. I was going off the assumption that um, he said that he wanted to be. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, no. Okay, he okay. has a lyric about not wanting to join the twenty seven club. Okay, but then my mind would not instantly jump to a suicide. Yes. No. No. There no, we go. no. 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 Doesn't want to join the Twenty Seven Club. I almost uh, went down a, a so bad I, hole on that one. So I thought that that just was really interesting. You know, that is interesting um, that that was that that was the case. That is weird. But, um, I love Mac Miller. I've been listening to Mac Miller since I was in fucking junior high. Like it's been. I've had a, a long history with Mac Miller. Um, my favorite album, watching movies with the sound off. Um, but I'm I trying mean, to find my phone, and I was like, I don't know what I did oh, with my phone. There. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, my favorite one is watching movies with the sound off. Um, but I'm really bad at like remembering songs and albums and stuff. So I want to go to my Spotify and oh. kind of like I'm like, oh yeah, that's the song I fucking love. He has one that's called oh never mind, um, one that's called Kids. Wifey's playing uh, Spotify in the other room. And that stands <laughs> for uh, kicking incredibly dope shit. I saw that album cover the other day on Instagram. I think somebody shared it or whatever you call that that's what that stands for us yeah what do you what exactly do you call a what would be called a retweet on twitter on instagram is it a a repost a repost repost okay i'm just yeah you saw a repost i think i probably saw a repost of that album cover i was like oh yeah yeah, that's great so that's like that's some dope shit that is mac miller made some incredible music um and that is super sad that he is gone. Yeah. Um, but I will forever cherish that music and certainly share it with my children. You know what I'm saying? That's that's some great shit. 
How how young do you introduce your kids to rap? Oh, whenever. Whenever. I don't think I think that it's just important to distinguish like these are words that you don't use in front of everyone, you know? Like you don't I mean not at home. Like it's adults use these words and all these people that are making these music are adults and there's a time and place for it and um Jordan's dad caught heat for that because her sister was like singing Tupac on the way to school and like taught it to other little kids and shit. And Ooh. bad news, right? So you can't be doing that, yeah. you know? Oh gosh. So, My kid said a swear? Exactly. Yeah. Give him a couple years. Yeah, we'll be it, saying them a it was lot. In, it was in Missouri. So people were <laughs> super. Yeah. Yeah. I can see um, that, I guess. Yeah. Missouri. So, so I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. Lord, um, my mom was like weird about that, like limited the type of music that we could listen to and stuff like that. Didn't listen, didn't let us listen to Eminem because she said that he he was a wife beater. Can't listen to Eminem; he beats his wife. You know, like, all right, like, but I, mean, I you can't know, listen I, to Chris Brown. I don't know, you know. So it's, I did listen to Chris Brown when I was a kid. So it's. I well, don't know. Still do I just now. don't think like that's not really a choice for me to make. Like I'm no. not I'm not one to say that like the music that you're listening to is going to fucking melt your brain and make you want to murder people. So you know, <laughs> like I I, mean, I I love fucking I mean Wu-Tang, I mean, NWA, I love all that shit, yeah. you know, but that doesn't I'm still from Bremerton. Like I don't, you know, I don't think that I can go out slanging fucking dope and like Excuse me, doing raw shit and expect nothing to happen. Like it's, well, it's yeah. It's, I just gotta understand. I mean, it's the same kind of thing with movies. Yes, I love movies, Tom Cruise. Games. I love Tom Cruise, and I will watch his movies because I understand that he's a crazy Scientologist. I just don't care because I don't. I think he's an idiot for being a crazy Scientologist, but yeah, he makes movies that I like. Let I'm sorry, I'm gonna thing. watch them. I don't care. Jordan hates him. He's not things. necessarily hurt anybody. He's just a part of a system that it's does. He's crazy. He's just crazy. But he still makes good shit sometimes. Jordan hates Tom Cruise. Why would you hate Tom Cruise, and Jordan? Nicholas Cage are the worst actors ever. Nicholas Cage? <laughs> Nicholas Cage is a saint. How dare you? Nicholas Cage is terrible. He makes garbage movies. It's terrible. But he gets paid. And I love his garbage movies. I will call them what they are. Wicker Man? <laughs> Bro, that was rough. Hard pass. Shanghai, or no, Bangkok Dangerous. That was like one of my favorite movies for a long time. Okay. It was just so <laughs> insane. Oh, the National Treasure one too. That was good. Those what? are good. Oh, the the superhero. Oh, um, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. <clears throat> Super, is that a superhero movie? Yes. I guess is, that is, sir. right? Comic, comic, comic book. book movie. There we go. You got to differentiate the two, you know? Yeah. He's definitely no Avengers. He's probably an anti-hero, if anything. Yeah. So. Kind of like Deadpool. Yes. But Deadpool sometimes <clears throat> does nice things. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's kind of an anti-hero. Yeah, anybody that like actually willingly kills people is probably an anti-hero. Yeah. I think that might be one of the qualifications for that. Like that old uh, Leon movie, The Assassin? You remember that movie? No. No. Oh, no? Oh, my God. Don, we, what? Okay. It's an amazing movie. Natalie Portman is like a tiny little girl, and I can't remember his, we'll talk about it after the cast. Yeah. I'll show you the trailer, because it's, I mean, it's an award-winning, it's, it's a huge fucking movie. Like, on the level of Boondock Saints cult classic. Hmm. Fantastic. Lord. 
You've never seen that movie? No. God, okay. I got I just can't believe it. I feel like everybody's seen that movie. Nah. I got you, man. I'll All hook right. you up. Are I'll you watch Tusk to... and you watch that. <laughs> Deal. Are I just wanted to... to touch on one thing. Yes. And I already mentioned it, so I we don't need to go into it. But Tell Elon Musk. Elon what? Musk was on Joe Rogan. Yeah. La- and it was weird. It was like 9.30 at night on a Thursday. It was rad. Because that's fucking Elon Musk. And it was so good. Yeah. So, so good. Worth listening to. It is so awesome. Just Talks really hear quiet. them talk. They, no, nah, I don't know. Yeah, we can't. Next yeah. week, I said next week. That's right. I put that off. Um, and then I, I forgot, I, I was remiss. We were going to talk about, um, what's his face being on Joe Rogan? Um, Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp, the candidate for governor. Yeah, we can York. do that next but, week. Yeah, we can do that next week. Yeah. That's all three topics next week. Boom. Boom. That's balling. I uh, love it. We're we give a preview it. before we do the outro of what's coming up next week. Yeah. Boom. So Stick around. We just got some sports real quick, and then we can. Uh, yeah, because we got to talk about fantasy here. a little bit. Um, yeah. So the Ducks won last week, and then they just won today because it was fucking sick. I mean, you say won. What the fuck was the score um, when you well, watched them earlier? So the score today against Portland State was sixty-two to fourteen. Was the final, um, and then. Last week against Bowling Green was fifty eight twenty four, um, so those I mean, the, and those aren't they're not big schools, so they're not like impressive programs. So I'm not like you know, yeah, I'm saying that's that true. we're balling out like, but you know, it moved us up one one spot in the rankings last week, and will probably move us up another one this week. Um, and maybe Portland State, I guess, was f- this is their fifteenth loss in a row, so I don't know that that'll move us up in the <laughs> rankings, but it counts for our, to make us two and zero. Um, so I'll take that. Um, the first that's a rough record, man. <clears throat> yes, that's really rough. Um, the first NFL game happened on Thursday. I talked about that a little bit. It was the Falcons versus the Eagles. That was pre-show. I think we talked about that. Oh, so, so I don't think we talked about it. either way. Yeah, um, it check did, out the pre-show. Yeah, it did happen, um, and so I watched that one. Obviously, I watched everything except for the first like six minutes because uh, this fucking. It's bullshit. I don't want to. <laughs> but so the Eagles won eighteen to twelve. Um, There's a story there in like a, a last minute like type of deal. Um, and let's see, I'm playing my wife this week, so let me pull this up. Julio she, Jones went the fuck off. Right? Yeah, he had uh, ten catches for 169 yards, um, <laughs> and then he also had eleven rushing yards. He had one rush, I believe, for eleven yards. Ooh. So, what did you say? You want me to read your lineup? I changed my lineup. Oh, changed her lineup. Last minute? Yeah. Oh, oh, close the gap by two more points. Now I'm going to by four points. Ch- chasing the projections, huh? Yeah. No. What's that? Do it. Who are you playing? Oh, yeah, you guys are playing each other. Yep. That's right. Got to play my wife week one. Um, so, Matt Ryan, 21 for 43, 251 yards, no teeters, one interception. It was not beautiful. I think his passer rating was like a fucking 56 or some shit like that at the end Oof. of this game. Oof. Not good. Um, neither team looked great. The only person who could really catch the ball was Julio Jones. I mean, like, um, I think Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman might have had like a couple catches. But Austin Hooper had two or three catches. Did you say te- um, Tevin Coleman? Tevin Coleman. He, I had him on my bench. Yeah, he he had just a couple catches, not much. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I can I can look at this game. Falcons Eagles. But I was I was surprised about him because he was the only player I had playing Thursday. 
Um, <clears throat> and actually, Mr. Third and Brooks himself, Isaiah. Yeah. He uh, he had somebody. Let's see who was it? Uh, Calvin Ridley. That was he had no catches. technically playing, but um, big old donut on that shit, huh? That's nice. It was nice. That it would nice. have been nice. I mean, this is the bench. We're, we're, right now, there's a battle on the bench. Oh, okay. But, uh, really wasn't playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Coleman, he picked me up 11 and a half points, man. Yeah. He would have. And that was... Kevin Coleman's always good to have. I think his projection was like half that. Yeah. Or something like that. Which is why I benched him, but... Yeah. Jones, so Julio had 10 receptions. Austin Hooper had three. Tevin Coleman had one. Mohamed Snu had four. Devonta Freeman had three. Nice. So, I mean... Calvin Ridley didn't have no fucking catches. The only person they could really actually consistently get the ball to, Mohamed Sanu, because he's a good number two, and Julio Jones, mm-hmm. you know? And that's that's not a way to to win the offense. And the Eagles' <laughs> no. defense just is, is great. I mean, their pass rush is fucking incredible. Who's it got is. Eagles' D in our league, do you know? Um, I do not know off the top of my head. Maybe my mom or something like that, probably. I'm going to hunt that down um, after the cast later yeah. today and see oh, who yeah, got them. I'm sure it's not available, um, but... Yeah. But someone someone has it. Jordan will, will look it up for us. She's um, boss. Yeah, so so it looked really good. The Eagles offense looked terrible. Um the only person that could really catch the ball on that side of the ball um was Nelson Aguilar. He had eight catches, Zach Ertz had five, he also had a couple drops, and then Darren Sproles had four catches. Um Jay Ajayi had uh he had sixty two rushing yards for two teeters though. Um and then also got a two point conversion. Um, so that's that's how they ended up winning the game. But the the passing was not fantastic. They looked like shit until they ran the Philly special again, and then they like put together another scoring like put together a scoring drive, and they were good to go. Do you the know what Philly that is? special? The Philly special I don't know what is, this is the trick play. The name for the trick play that they ran in the Super Bowl, where I think that it was Trey Burton. It might have been Zach Ertz threw the ball to Nick Foles instead of. The quarterback throwing the ball, and he caught it and ran in for a touchdown. Oh, okay. So it's called the Philly Special. So they the Philly ran, Special. They ran that same thing in this game and got a first down, and then everyone's all fucking hyped up, and so then they put together a scoring drive, and they were good to go. And cool. that's how they kind of like, That fucking momentum, man. All you need sometimes yes. is one first down. You yes. get that You get that tough first down, and all of a sudden your, your guys get lit, and they get out there, and they just drive. And only... Not always. Yeah. So, not always. So it's going to be sick nasty. Like I said, I got to play my wife this week. I'm not really jazzed about that. But I got Melvin Gordon going. I got Leonard Fournette, Larry Fitz, Jarvis Landry, Blaney Walker, Royce Freeman. I got Robert Woods going. I feel really good about the team that I got cracking this week. So we'll see what happens. Um, next Saturday, I will tell you guys whether or not I beat the shit out of my wife in, <laughs> in fantasy because I would never hurt my friend and wife in real life. 22 weeks on Sunday, by the way. Woo-hoo! And Monday... We find out what baby we're having, what kind of baby we're having. What kind of baby? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> boy or girl is what I mean. Um, I was going to say, that's find f- that out. sexist as um, fuck, And Don. so also the next time that I come here, I will know whether or not I'm having a son or a daughter. That's f- fucking cr- Isn't that crazy God, as fuck? Don't yeah. do that to me, man. Isn't that crazy as I'm fuck? I'm freaking out right now. So, so it's ah! going to be wild. Um, so just for the record, Jordan is already beating me by 28 points because of Julio Jones. Yes. Uh, but that's just for right now. That's I didn't have anybody go on Thursday. Um, and I don't think I have anyone that plays on Monday. Oh, you got Robert Woods, Woods plays yeah. on Monday. Yeah, man. I'm just checking out your team. I'm watching you. Robert Woods and on Johnson. Those are the two that, that it will come down to. Uh, I have Robert Woods. Jordan has on Johnson. And so... I hate those last-minute fucking... 
games, man. The Monday scary. where you're watching. If you have one player left and it's a tight race, that is not a fun situation yeah. to be in a football game. We should. Oh, next week. Okay. So I do the Pick'em's League for. Right. Okay. Shit. Um, the first time Bleep. ever. First time fucking ever. Um, but so I do the Pick'em's League, right? So I'm going to start doing my Pick'em's on the podcast before the Sunday games. We can do that during sports. Nice. Um, I got to pick the Thursday game, obviously, but I can't believe I just did that. Anyway, that's so funny. Cut those two little steps. Yeah, now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wait. Well, actually, no, I could do that too, because usually I do. I just edit the podcast real quick, just because you know how long it takes, mm-hmm. and I just use that um, as the audio for the video. Yeah, it only takes a little bit, but now I'm gonna have to remember to go in there too and bleep that out. We both got bleeps this week. Whoops. Word. Yeah. Um, so, so like I said, next week we'll do the pickums because I already said them and shit this week. Uh, but I'll just have to pick my Thursday, and then we can do the rest of it. I think that'll be fun. That's that's good content. Absolutely, a little bit of pickums on the sports segment. So fuck yeah. Um, I think that's all that I. Oh, I have some some notes to go over for sports. Uh, Khalil Mack. I don't know whether or not I talked about this the last time we were here. <laughs> no. He's the DN for the Raiders. He was holding uh, out. He just maybe. signed. He got traded to. The Bears. So I think I said that, but I didn't know his contract details then. He signed a six-year, $141 million contract with 90 guaranteed. Yeah. Good Lord. Signed a giant fucking contract with the Bears. Uh, the Raiders <laughs> traded their safety, Shalom Luani, to the Seahawks. So Shalom. Picked up, uh, Shalom. Picked up a new Shalom. safety. Uh, Seahawks cornerback Byron Maxwell went on the IR. Deion Jordan is going to be activated from the PUP list. Um, the Hawks said they didn't plan to trade Earl Thomas before the season start, and then the other day, Earl Thomas stopped his holdout, said he was going to show up, and so Earl Thomas, I think, is going to play week one this week. I'm pretty sure I read the same, uh, I yeah. read an article about that. Um, and then we waved fucking Magoo, uh, we <laughs> got a tight end from the Cowboys, and we traded Marcus Johnson, who is the receiver that we got in the trade for Michael Bennett from the Eagles. Um, the Bills cut Corey Coleman, which is fucking weird because I think that they traded like, oh, they traded straight like a seventh round pick or whatever. They didn't trade shit for Corey Coleman, but he came from the Browns and so he got cut. Probably got signed somewhere else or will. I'm sure he did before. By the time this airs, I think Corey <laughs> probably is on a team. Um, the Cowboys released their kicker, Dan Bailey, and the Chargers signed Antonio Gates to a one year contract because Hunter Henry tore his ACL earlier this year. Antonio okay. Gates was like going to retire, he wasn't going to play anymore. Um, just get him one more year. Yeah, hey, but then hang Hunter out Henry, one more year, bro. Hunter Henry tore his ACL, and so they just signed him to a one more, yeah. one more contract to get him through. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about in fucking sports, right? Okay. The NPR motherfucking podcast, right? Usually a really good podcast, NPR podcast. It's like once or twice weekly. You yeah. know, I'm trying to um, think about what. Sh- podcast you're talking about now uh, I, I'll, I'll pull up i'll pull up the picture for you while we're while we're sitting here okay um, that's it that's npr politics podcast okay right? there, i don't know if you listen to that one so i the information do on occasion. is good right the information is good if right? you weave through the narrative yes yes you absolutely have to but in what i do listen to the 25 different All podcasts the it's part of the it's absolutely. part of the scope right so it's it definitely that is. shit doesn't even bother me anymore yeah. it's just part of the scope of what i listen to right okay so we have a linebacker named Shaquem Griffin. Yes. Right? With one hand, his brother's name is Shaquille. He's a corner, right? They're twin brothers. They're on the same team. They went to college together. Okay. Yeah. So I'm listening to this politics podcast. They do a thing at the end of the podcast that's called Can't Let It Go. 
right? It's like a little segment they yeah, do that's it's I've either politics that. or not. It's just something that they they were in, you know just loved that week and couldn't fucking let go. Yeah, right? it's like a yeah segment they wanted to get to or something. So I don't remember who it is because I'm a fucking idiot, right? But one of those guys on those podcasts was like, oh, the thing that I can't let go this week, right, is a a, a linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks named Shaquem Griffin, right? <laughs> and then goes on goes on to say how um, oh, it's got one hand and he wasn't even invited to the Seahawk combine, right? Which... The NFL has a combine, right, where they go and, and the people who are coming into the draft show off their skills, right? And then he says, he says, and the combine is essentially tryouts for the team, which is not what the fuck it is because you're just going there to show what you got, right? And then he's like, but then they saw, you know, that he's benching 225 pounds 20 times with one hand and, and all this stuff. And, and you know, it, it's just so crazy that all this is happening, right? So first of all, it irritated me that he got those things wrong, right? Oh, he's like... <laughs> This is this is just a tiny thing, but he's like it's like and he runs a four three eight forty, which which is how quickly you run forty yards. No fucking shit. What else is that? What else would that be, right? Okay, so the thing those those two things bothered me, right? And then the other thing that bothered me about that This week in is, things Don hates <laughs> is that it's so fucking fake, right? Because I know for a fact that he didn't even watch one single video of him at the Combine or highlights or anything because then he would know that his name is fucking Shaquem Griffin and not Shaquem, right? I think so it goes deeper than that, it's probably. It's so fucking fake that you can't even try and watch one goddamn video. Like, it's so fake that you just don't give a shit and you want people to think that you watch football and actually give a fuck because, because, you know, big football Sunday is coming up. Fuck you, dude. That is so disingenuous and shitty. <laughs> That's that, so uh, terrible. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's trying to like just be one of the homies. You don't want a lot to kick it. It's like, dude. Yeah, exactly. You, know? That's you don't want a lot to kick it. Like, just <laughs> if you don't get down on football, that's not a big deal. Yeah. I am uh, blissfully aware of my own football ignorance, but I still love football. I love to watch football. I love my players. I love my teams. I, I You know, I was so fucking hesitant about getting back into fantasy, but I love my fantasy, man. Yeah. I love it too much, and that's the problem. <laughs> but... I'm not going to pretend like I'm a big stats guy. I'm just not a big stats guy. I just I enjoy it. Exactly. That's why you're here, baby. It's the only reason I keep you around for my football stats. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got. NPR Word. podcast. That's the last thing. <clears throat> Fuck you. Don't be fake. I love that. This week and what does Don hate? Yeah. You ain't got a lie to kick it. No. So that's all I got. So are you ready to get out of here? Do you have anything else that you want to? Um, preview for next week's topics. Oh. Before we leave you guys. Um, uh, so we talked about it this week. More Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, Larry Sharp and Elon Musk. We're going to talk about both of those guys. Yep. Um, and then the Catholic Church scandal. Yes. Catholic Church. Absolutely. Catholic Church next week. So you have to watch Spotlight before the next show. Oh, I'm definitely watching Spotlight. I recommend that to everybody. Anybody listening to the show right now, before next week's episode. Where do you find it? Netflix. Spotlight is on Netflix right now. Watch if Spotlight you, on if you Netflix. Have Netflix. Watch Spotlight it has fucking Michael Keaton in it, and Mark Ruffalo is in it, and what's 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 her name? Rachel McAdams is in it. Ooh, it's I a star-studded cast. Yeah, okay, star-studded so cast. I have a because I haven't seen it yet, but I will watch it this week. Fantastic movie. My wife is Catholic. 
Yes. She's a Sp- she's a Spanish woman. She's a Latina yes. from South America. And she's Catholic, which these means are, I mean these are this is Catholic veins running deep. These are things that she will have to face about. I think that it's important to separate the people that actively involve themselves in these scandals and the people that she like that led her church, you know, okay. if there's no scandals in her church, then it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know, to me, it doesn't matter. It's because it, it's, it's a problem deeper than any one individual in any of these churches. And that right yeah. there is a fucking epic preview so, for what we're going to get next week. So that's what we're going to talk about. Like I said, watch Spotlight before the episode next week. And it's I'll, I'm going to watch it again. And then... We'll talk about this whole That's thing because awesome. it's, so it's a fucking huge deal. And I it's love these, these things where we both do something during the week. Like, you know, I I can't catch. It used to be the Senate hearings. I mean, yes. you just get jazzed about that. We can listen to them together and then we talk about it. But since I can't necessarily do that anymore because it's a fucking lot of time, this is a good way to get around that. We get to watch Spotlight this week together and talk about it. I love it. Yes. I can't wait. And I... And yeah, we suggest you guys do the same. That way, if you want to get into the conversation about what we're talking about and what you think about it, if you want to throw your two cents into this, you can hit us up on our social media, hit us up on the comments in our blog. You can do anything. Just reach out and we'll 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 get the conversation going. And I think with that, I'm ready for your line, Don. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Colin, <clears throat> everything going on that I've just been so upset about, you know, I told you all, all everything that I had a problem with this week. How am I not supposed to dream about owning imported leather shops in Arizona? <laughs> How am I not supposed to? Pretty fucking simply. 